lot of pressure, man. Yeah, it is. Evil. Evil. Not our real names. Not our real names. Nailed it. Those guys. Who are those guys? Who are those guys? Who are those guys? You're gonna love it. I'm waiting for you to say why. The word why. Yeah. Why? He said I'm gonna say why. You say why. And then there was this big long pause. Okay. We're hot. Are we hot? The polygraph is oh, rocking and rolling. Oh, polygraph. Yeah. Hey I like, everybody. I like that too. Hey everybody, welcome to a little independent. The podcast where two friends talk about independent, obscure, or just plain weird movies. My name's Ryan. And I'm Todd. Hi, Todd. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> so I'm getting used to our new light situation here. Yeah. And when you lean into that, hi, Ryan, it, it looks, it looks, it looks, it looks fantastic. It looks. Yeah. Like. I've well, only we... had 16 beers. <laughs> I'm on my first, but oh, you know man. how I... Two is equal to 16 for me. <laughs> so have we described what we're talking about since we're I, not I a don't, visual I don't podcast? Remember. I, don't I don't remember if we did either. I, I feel like uh, uh, Mr. Mark maybe either changed the lighting while we were recording or maybe just before. Yeah, it, it's a... Uh... You know, gives us a stage presence. Yeah. Gives us a, like it's like an official gig. It feels real fancy. Since we're both used to being on stage. Yeah. This. It feels know, good. It steps it up a notch. It feels really good. All right. And, and speaking of stepping it up a notch, movie to movie, uh, we, uh, Todd and I recently, everybody started talking about uh, how the transition between movies <clears throat> um, may be odd between one or the other that, that we pick. And um, I don't think it's a real jump from mine to to this one, really. Uh, what was it? What was last? What was last episode? Hold on, hold on. Freeze, Gopher. Yeah, I. River's Edge. Yeah, that's right. River's Edge. River's Edge to. Yeah, yeah. Mine's a yeah. spoof it, comedy. It has abuse of a teenage girl. That's for sure. So, yeah, I guess they are pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> but the movie today is is one that I, I've never seen. So thank you for introducing me to something new. You're welcome. Yeah. And I, fi- I people can let us know if they like this new way. We've kind of just eased on in without saying that we are a little independent and the whole strange, quirky movies that we do. So I just did that. I did that at the top. You did that. Welcome to a little independent podcast where two friends so, talk so about. So I'm sitting movies. right here and <laughs> was off in my own little world. Yeah. Shit. I mean, I was a little out of breath when it was done, but yeah. Was it like a, was it like the speed yeah, version? I mean, you know how you speed read? Yeah. Ooh, this is this is bizarre. Yeah. Is this like an LSD experiment? Did we? Well, you might have slipped something in my water here because <laughs> I'm starting to wonder. Yeah. Wait. Boy. Yeah, I said, are we hot? And then, uh, welcome to yeah, I said the polygraph. podcast where two friends talk about movies that are independent, obscure, just plain weird. <sighs> See, it's, this is why the right podcast is the, the link that they are, because I, because I all right. drag us well, back. All right, then I'm, I will get us back on track, I promise. <laughs> no. The movie... Uh, Here we go. Buckle uh, up. This week, 
is State in Maine uh, from the year, the, the golden and very much on screen year 2000. Really? Yeah, I think. Why is it golden? Um, I, I don't know why I just said See, that, to 1999, be for me, so many, the Blair Witch and the Matrix, both in the same year. I, I, mean, I mean more look, I guess. You know, it had the look of... 2000. Well, Y2K, the new millennium. Yeah. The golden age. And not in a bad way. Not at all. Yeah. Now, you know what? Maybe it was Baldwin 2000. I feel like Alec Baldwin has had oh. just different areas of his look as it related. So there's 90s Baldwin. I feel like this is the beginning of 2000s <laughs> Baldwin. I thought you were going you somewhere know, else with that. That The innocence and purity of Alec Baldwin as opposed oh, we're, to... We'll get into that, I'm yeah. sure. But... <laughs> So uh, the year 2000, and so a little bit of a jump from, uh, from 1984 from the last movie. But our film description is a movie crew invades a small town whose residents are all too ready to give up their values for showbiz glitz. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that works. Uh, I hate it. It's give up their values, I wouldn't say, you know, one of them did. Well, it, it's... Uh, <clears throat> It's a little misleading because I guess, yeah, I guess that doesn't happen, but it feels like it's juicy. You know, they're trying to get you in. I almost feel like a movie crew invades a small town whose residents uh, have to deal with the chaos. It's kind of enough because, yeah, as we talked about a couple nights ago, I personally really love a movie that's about making movies. Yeah. And I didn't know that this was one. I, I I'd maybe heard of. Mm -hmm. the name when you said it i'm like i honestly thought zach braff was in it immediately i don't know why for us for us people that don't know their movie stars by name like you oh. do <clears throat> help me with zach probably best known for the tv show scrubs he's the dark-haired not quite ryan reynolds kind of fella he's not the guy that has one quick moment where he walks out of that room behind the one guy right that looked really familiar and he's like in a bunch of stuff but i don't know his name in this movie yeah oh i, I thought i was going to surprise you with that we'll get there okay um <laughs> i don't know his name i'm so gonna you will. surprise you with that i guess <laughs> but um yeah okay so my obscure zach braff reference sorry that's fine but when you said state and maine uh maybe i'm thinking garden state because uh, oh you know, yeah so anyway uh, I didn't have any concept of it, so when I was going into it, I decided to really kind of go into it blind. All I knew, and I read a description that wasn't the IMDb one, I think. So all I, or, or no, I, I think I must have brought it up on Amazon and just watched the trailer. Okay, that's what I did. Sorry. So, so, so before you read it, you before you watched yeah. it, you did read a description, so, but that's it. So you completely blind, other yeah, than that. So just. You know, not knowing who was in it. Yeah. But what I will say was when I brought it up on Amazon, the um, the the poster, I looked at it and I'm like, and I said to Jess, I'm gonna hate this. <laughs> I don't know why. What what is the poster? I, I don't um, even know. It's just all their faces, but they look all look so smug, and like William H Macy in his kind of like post Paris Texas mustache. You know, it's just a little shorter. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to hate this because I see Sarah Jessica Parker's face. And I, in general, really kind of can't stand her in movies. Um, 
uh, spoiler uh, to the, I, she was tremendous in this. But <laughs> so that was my original thing. And Jess, yeah. my wife, who is laying beautifully beside me. My wife. And my wife is like, I love this movie. That's why you just said that, right? You know, like, just because she she likes it, I'm going to be a shithead and not so like she, it on principle. Is she this before it. it started? Yeah, she loves this movie, So she sir. she knew it. My wife she loves didn't. this movie. She loves David Mamet. We talked about his plays. We got deep. We got coffee. We put on berets, motherfucker. So Kathleen Turner comes back and says, well, you're welcome for date night. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> um, but I, I saw the cover and I'm like, I'm going to hate this shit because I was psyched about most of the people I was looking at. Yeah. 2000 Baldwin. I don't know how I feel about that Baldwin. You know, a little what earlier, you... I like that Baldwin. A little later, for sure. But I, there's a period of Alec Baldwin. Where I don't like him. I just fucking don't like him. What? <laughs> Can't put my finger on it. The Edge, interestingly enough, written, written by, by David, David Mamet. Mamet which I, I did not know until I oh, you didn't? looked it up. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think that's a killer movie. Anyway, all right. We're getting ahead of <laughs> Get ourselves. It, it is billed movie. as a comedy drama. Uh, Yeah, and you could even say farce but i actually don't think it's a farce i think this is pretty spot on to yeah, a lot of how a lot of movies that's go interesting. that's <laughs> you know what interesting... i'm saying yeah I, I do i do think comedy first although with david mamet you never know i mean he's such a versatile writer i mean he's written unbelievable uh it stars and again I, i'm going into you may disagree with me on this and and, and that's fine that's okay we can but we always have Monty doral I, I, always is that our safe word? That that is so. When we disagree, <laughs> we like, ever get that's where into I go. A tussle too bad. Monty Doro. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Monty Doro. You took it to a whole other level, brother. No, 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 no. That's like if we're angry at each other, we're fighting. Well, yes, exactly. I thought you were making a a, a sexual a, thing, a bondage too no, tight reference. I, I wasn't making it dirty. Not yet. <laughs> I do. I do think it's a comedy first. It's a very kind of fast paced. Yeah, you know, has that his girl Friday kind of pacing to it, um, and again, I think to your point, I feel like this is pretty accurate description of what it's like making a movie when you get kicked off your location with three days to shoot. Right. Your yeah. principal actors are about to show up, so I, I do. Yes, farce. A lot of the reviews talk this way about you know it. It's either succeeds or fails as a farce because of that, but. I, I do think that. But uh, on the uh, casting, I went with IMDb as it relates to the stars. Um, a few of them I don't want to touch on too much, but they weren't actually listed as the primary cast. Right. So I'm just. It was a uh, weird order. Let's hear, here we go. So starring uh, a little known actor named Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, and he plays Joseph <laughs> Turner White. Sorry. Thanks, man. A little You're a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he plays Joseph Turner White. And, um, of course, goes without saying, but uh, sadly passed away way too young, uh, in my opinion, I think in the world's opinion. Uh, he only had 63 credits. And and I say only, and, that, and that's really stupid as I'm thinking about it, but, you know, it kind of feels like um, there are more, but, I mean, he was just in a lot of good stuff. Yeah, he's um, phenomenal. Could have been much more. His first credit... Um, did you know this? It was a 1991 episode of Law and Order uh, called The Violence of Summer. 
Uh, I think what's interesting about uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, he's in Leap of Faith. You remember uh, that? Yeah, I do. I, I have not seen that in a thousand years, and I kind of wonder if it's great or is a goddamn train wreck. So I, I might revisit <laughs> I, that same movie. Boat. Exactly. It's like, ooh, um, I'd have to watch what's it. What's interesting is uh, Leap of Faith also with Deborah Winger, who was in a movie that Jess and I watched for How Did This Get Made? Oh, that's, wait, wait. Wait, we're, 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 Steve Martin and Meatloaf, Leap of Faith, Deborah, yeah, Deborah Winger. Winger, yeah, that's the oh, I love that movie. Oh no, no, no. So we, I we, was thinking of a different one. No, we watched another movie with with we did. So we watched a movie called Made in Heaven with Timothy Hutton and Kelly McGillis, and it's 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 actually it's not as bad as you think. I, I'm glad we watched it, right? Yeah. But there's this weird character in it in it named Emmett. And he, she, I, it's, I don't know. It's, it's like a, it's this androgynous, weird person. And the performance is fucking bananas. And that's <laughs> all you could kind of think about in, uh, in like the performance is like, who is this actor? I could not, I, I was dying to know. And it turns out uncredited Deborah fucking winger. And, and, so, you, and you couldn't tell no, no, male, female? No, and, and listening to their podcast, the same thing. They were flummoxed by it. They could not believe it. And it like if you didn't respect Deborah Winger before. Uh, was this one of those, how, does, how did this get made? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the movies we watched for that podcast. Oh, okay. So um, now what do you, the Philip Seymour Hoffman, like best performances to you? Oh, God. He, Honestly, I mean, like. I mean, I love, about the, him? I love this one. I mean, I love him in this one, but I'm trying to think. God, he's been in so many. Um, the Master was, yeah, amazing yeah. with Joaquin. Um, was he? In I'm sure. Ties? I'm sure. I'm sure you're gonna say Twister, <laughs> <laughs> where he was like food. Food. <laughs> we craft sustenance, Meg. Yeah, no, no, no. He, he goes. You know, he played his role just fine in that. But yeah, yeah that's one of those did, ones that I wonder junkie. if he wishes he could take back a little bit. Well, think about it. he's super young, like early, yeah, but know. he still stands out in that movie. He, he does. He, I, you, you know, that's no moon. It's a space station. <laughs> Oof, lovely, just solid gold. He, but he's so goddamn good. I honestly, my, I can't. It's it's hard to say. Which I like most, but Charlie Wilson's War may be my favorite of his performances. His Gus Stafford Lafferlat, I forget his almost comically Greek name. Yeah. But that was the real name of the guy. But he is so, so good in that. That's one of those ones where I can't see anybody else, probably living or dead, (laughs) doing it better. And, and and, because we were talking about this, you know, the like best pictures and stuff, the more and more I'm thinking about, you know, what I want to watch. And we talk about this, like watching movies over and over again, I'm more comfortable doing it because rewatchability is important to me. And so for the best picture nominees, yeah. it would be so much more interesting if they factored that in. And so for him, I'm thinking I, I rewatched the shit out of Charlie Wilson's war and mission impossible three. Oh, he is so his villain in that he is so evil in that. Oh my like God. Boner producing. Honestly, look at your face. Evil oh, man. produces a boner. <laughs> you heard Honestly, it here first. It's, <laughs> it, it's he's such a great villain in that, and it's not hard to to see. 
Yeah. Um, and then he plays just in um, Red Dragon, right? I was going to bring Hanna- that up. Or the, yeah. the, 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 in the Han- or Hannibal Lecter series. Do you see? And he's such a dirtball. Do you see you know? the dragon? Yeah. And uh, then he gets, you know, and then you're, you're kind of clapping God when he's he good. lit on fire and sent down the uh, Also driveway. starring William H. Macy as Walt Price. And uh, uh, he's fleeing the interview. He's fleeing the interview. <laughs> think I'm gonna barf. I, I don't. I don't think we need to get in, into him too much. But no. I, because you know, he's he's a. This is a two peat uh, for him, right? Because of Happy Texas, or he's is he in anything else we've done? I, I don't know for sure. Happy Maybe. Texas, obviously with uh, Perlman. Um, I just want to say that you know, a chance to bring him up that the year after this movie, he starred in Jurassic Park three. And I've said it to you. <laughs> I I probably said it in the lunchroom, buddy, over some fucking mashed potatoes and 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 meatloaf. Uh, I love Jurassic Park three. <laughs> I think that movie is fucking rad. So, fuck me, I said it. I love Jurassic Park three. Um, third and uh, most interestingly, I think uh, build is Rebecca Pigeon as Anne. Had you ever seen her in anything? So it was actually Rebecca Pigeon that is the reason that this movie is being talked about tonight. Oh my God! The way you just presented that—it uh-huh. was like a, on a telethon. Yeah, the two of them. The two of them, I think, are still married, aren't they? I don't know. She yes. didn't. She didn't say anything. They are married in 1991. Yeah, congratulations. So I'm watching a movie called The Heist. Oh, heist! With Rebecca. Yeah, not the right. Yeah. Hi. And and the I ever love that movie. Del Roy Lindo. And... Call me. <laughs> we, we we've talked about him a lot, I think, recently too, but Heist is phenomenal. Well, with uh shit, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Gene French Hacken. connection, thank you. God. So without really you struggling with, with the I, names, I, I and struggle that's a pretty big one. He's a big one. I had him earlier. Were you I, just I, like I, his name, Lex Luthor? It's He's Lex in Luther. Bonnie and Clyde for Christ's sake. I know. I mean, I love the love of you your know, life. I love you that movie. You left your wife and children for a DVD copy of that movie. Which one? Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, I know. That, you that, love that movie. That's what I'm trying to say. That was the reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was exactly. And and, and did I get it? In the, in and did I get it in the settlement? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where am I going with this? I watched the heist. No heist. There's not the in front of it, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm maybe. You're always right on that stuff. Mm. So, and then I, she's in it. She's Hackman's uh, girlfriend in in the uh, heist. And I keep looking at her, and I'm like, "Where do I know her from? What is she in?" I have something interesting to say about this. Sorry. And it, go on. No and attention. it was it was driving me crazy. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you know, like a ton of bricks. I'm like, "Oh my god, State and Maine." She's the, you know, the the blank-faced, hilarious girl in State and Maine. And then without watching it again, I just picked it because I knew I loved that movie. So I was kind of, it wasn't a first time for me, but it had been a long time since I watched it. So I was a little, yeah, I was a little apprehensive that it was going to be as good as I remembered it. Interesting. Well, I, my relationship to Miss Rebecca Pigeon is vastly different than yours. Um, and I'll, I'll share that in a minute, but, um, uh, on IMDb, she's best known for this and a lot of people's best known for actually, uh, in some of the minor characters too, uh, is this movie. 
which I think is kind of fascinating. Really? I, I think well-deserved. Okay. Um, she's also best known uh, for the movie Red. You know that one, right? Bruce Willis. Yeah. Malkovich. Yeah. But Helen I, Mirren. I know all them, but Great. I don't remember her I'm going to continue. She's best known for Heist. And she's best known for the Winslow Boy. I'm going somewhere with this, everybody. We're not fighting, I promise. <laughs> so, uh, as mentioned, yeah, she's married to David Mamet. Um, they've got four kids, two of whom are actors. She's also in Bird Box. Um, oh. I think she's there's a film that she's in that's kind of interesting, a 2008 mystery film called Cat City with Julian Sands. Tell me what you think, what you feel. When I say Julian Sands. I feel a little French, but I don't know who Julian Sands okay. is from the name. This is, I have a bizarre fascination with this actor. He's the blonde hair, ponytail guy, probably best known. His biggest movie was Arachnophobia. He was the British scientist, Manfred. Can I keep up, Manly? Oh. Ah, this is our spider. I kind of sound like James Mason when yeah, I, I remember. That. I remember Jeff in that movie, but I don't remember. Anyway, uh, Boxing Helena. <laughs> Yeah. The one where he cuts the girl's arms and legs off and keeps her, Sherilyn Fenn. Warlock. That's the big one. Come on. Oh, is he the lead in Warlock? Yes, the blonde okay. hair guy. Ding, ding, that ding. That guy. All right. God he's damn. got, he looks, ger- he's got like a strong jaw. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Firm Woo! chest. Unbelievable okay, elbows. Everybody write in how many they got it before me. I know. Anyway. <laughs> They're like. You idiot, don't you know? This is trending in the wrong direction for, for me, from my perspective anyway, but uh, for me, but um, <laughs> I, I'm fascinated with Julian Sands, this actor, because like he, you know, he's just popped up and stuff, but he's in a lot of weird, iconic things. And I bet he just did fine. Like, you know, was successful enough, was in a bunch of crazy movies. Yeah. Um, up until to even through 2008 with, uh, uh, with Rebecca Pigeon, this movie called Cat City. Uh, Brian Dennehy's also in it. Uh, Rebecca Pigeon is also in Shop Girl and The Spanish Prisoner. Shop Girl, I know. Both movies with Steve Martin. Uh, both movies fascinate me. Shop Girl because it just really bored me. The book was really good. Steve Martin wrote the book. <laughs> the movie was boring. And The Spanish Prisoner uh, and Jess and I, again, I think she and I maybe watched it early on dating because it's a, a rare a dramatic Steve Martin role and it's phenomenal written by David Mamet. Wow. Yeah, I'd never even heard of that. It's really good. We could do it on this podcast, I think. And in, in fact, I'd probably I'd I'd probably have gotten there eventually to the Spanish prisoner. <laughs> so we would have gotten maybe to this movie either way, I guess. So I say all this stuff because I saw Rebecca Pigeon in this movie State in Maine and I said, who is this actress? I have never seen before in my life. Yes. That's oh, what I said. I love that. So, Did you say it out loud? Yo, yeah. And did she look at you and go, what are you, stupid? No, because she's like, I don't know. Oh. So I find that she's in Heist, which I recently watched. Uh, she's she in looks Red, so- which I own. She's in Bird Box, which I've seen twice. Okay. Spanish Prisoner, which we talked about loving. I've never seen this woman before in my life. Great. She is a chameleon. <laughs> it took so, me a long time to figure I out because she looks so different hope in that Heist. doesn't come off bad. Um, she's also in some movie, or maybe this Cat City, there's like a still of her in a bathing suit, and it's kind of sexy, sexy. So, yeah. <laughs> it, it, but in this, the tragedy that is her wardrobe in this movie, you would not think it. 
Yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on with her clothes in this. That, And that's a big part of why I couldn't figure out who she was, because in the heist, she's the femme fatale. Right. She's hot. Anyway, um, also starring Clark Gregg as Doug McKenzie. What have you seen Doug in? Oh, man. Holy shit. See, I didn't. I intentionally did not. If we have do any the, the movie nerdy you know. or Marvel fans, they are freaking the fuck out right now. Oh yeah, he's like one of the reporter guys or or detective guys or, or keep CIA going. guys. Yep. Keep explaining what you think he it, is. The he's one of the team black <laughs> <laughs> men in black. He's one of the men in black. Correct. He, yeah. Okay. Close That's enough. not correct. That's a different movie franchise altogether. No, I but love you, man. you know what I'm saying. He's what do you call it? Yeah, he's. he's what, do, a, what do you call it? Those guys are called. He is an agent of Shield. He's, Shield he's Agent Coulson. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. So his first movie. You like um, to watch me struggle. That you're, was you're mean. You're tremendous. you're. No, no wonder you get a boner over evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the t-shirts. Oh, they're just cranking they, out tonight. We gotta we gotta take notes on these mm-hmm. t-shirts. There's a great T-shirt scene in this movie. <clears throat> yes, there is. Um, so Clark Gregg, I found it kind of interesting. His first movie was a 1988 movie called uh, Things Change with Don Amici, Joe Montana, an actor. When was the last time you thought about that guy? Joe Montana. And I love The yeah. Three Amigos, so fuck me for not thinking about that guy enough. But when was the last time you thought about Joe Montana? Wasn't he in the 1987 poker movie written by david mamet probably because this movie that clark Gregg was in called things change was directed by david mamet yeah i think that's it that's and what I think of him. it was also written by david mamet and shell silverstein he the author of the giving tree that beloved <laughs> book from all of our childhoods wow what the fuck is he in that crazy hunt the girl down movie where's my phone the Hunt? No, no. There's anyway, a different one. Do you want to know what else Shel Silverstein wrote, among other things? Was the song A Boy Named Sue for Johnny Cash. Oh, that's huge. Um, so, very interesting. Uh, let's see. Uh, Clark Gregg. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm just losing my mind. Um, so <laughs> We'll just pick it right up for you. He was, um, Clark Gregg was also in The Carlin Show. Do you remember George Carlin in the show? I don't like George Carlin. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we, well, okay. we already friendships discussed this over. before, didn't we? Anyway, oh, yeah. Well, our friendship's conditional on that. It, it's We'll go to our graves knowing that he's wrong about that. But um, <laughs> he was also, not. Clark Gregg was uh, on an episode of Sex in the City right after being in this movie oh that's cool interesting so you know hollywood people take care of each other uh he was on an episode of touched by an angel which is that a name that would fly today in a tv show uh, I, another, another show i it, never think about it worked in ghostbusters ever but sure did didn't it huh for our man uh, Aykroyd. dan Aykroyd had a had got a, that blowy got, got, got that blowy by the angel he got a blowy from the angel um <laughs> Clark Gregg was also in Choke. I love that movie. And I feel like we just talked about Choke recently on the podcast. Mm. I can't remember. Um, And then in 2008, this guy's life changed, right? Would you say like forever as he starred as Agent Coulson in uh, Iron Man? 
I did see Iron Man. Yeah, so that's it, man. I mean, his life changed forever. He's now in, has his own TV show and has come back from the dead. He was literally killed in one movie, is so beloved. He was resurrected, got his own show. You know, so that's pretty fascinating. I know, and, and I'm so up on those. And he's, you know what Are I got to say? you talking about the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV movie I gotta say, series? He, he, yeah. Okay. But he, he's good as Coulson because he's so deadpan. But, you know, I've seen him in other things and he's okay. Uh, like, was I psyched he was in this? Not really. But I thought he was pretty fucking good. Um, and also in the movie, I just kind of honorable mention, I guess, do you want to say? Um, I went with uh, Julia Stiles. Alec Baldwin, and the aforementioned that I wasn't totally excited about, and Sarah Jessica Parker. Right. All leads. <laughs> Which, yeah, they're not... All, I mean, all I, leads in the it, movie. Well, admittedly, the movie is about Philip Seymour Hoffman and Rebecca Pigeon. I would say everybody... I mean, it's an ensemble for sure, and the character actors out the ass, so you know I was thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and you can make... I agree, but you can make a case for... For others as well in the movie. Because they all have an arc. The guy's a strong writer. I mean, he's a legend in writing. So yeah. he, he shows it off here. Written and directed by David Mamet. I didn't know he wrote The Postman Always Springs twice. Yeah, I did look that up. <clears throat> About Last Night, which is based on the play Sexual Perversity in Chicago. My wife loves that one. She says that's an amazing play. I don't know anything about it. Uh, I am not a theater person. She is. And, and I am a, you know, I don't, we don't talk that much about that. I mean, this is a, you know, stupid, like, Dumb guy moment, here we are. You know, Tim the Toolman Taylor moment here, hashtag. <laughs> but, um, you know, like it's it's well, something that she knows just so he's much He's a about. Michigander. So cool. yeah. You know, he's, he's in our state with us. Or um, from here. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, he wrote Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, uh, also starring the movie version, also starring uh, uh, the play and the movie version, also starring Alec Baldwin. Um, but it, what's interesting is he said, he, Mamet said he first met Alec Baldwin on the set of this movie. This is the first time he ever met him. Was it the edge before this? Yeah. I don't think he directed those. Yo, you're right. Yeah. He just wrote the edge. Yeah. So he said the first time I met him was on the, on the, on this movie. <laughs> I, thought, I thought maybe he was like, you know, yeah. <laughs> he lost his mind or he, lost uh, his he memory. Wrote, he wrote Hoffa. Uh, yeah. speaking of our, our, our mascot here, he wrote Hannibal. The screenplay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the guy is unbelievable. He has really done a lot. And uh, he directed Heist. And uh, his last writing credit was the 2014 remake of About Last Night, which I hadn't even heard of. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, he's doing other things now. Yeah. Man, I do miss the lunchroom right now, I'll be honest, because I'm a little hungry. Well, let's like, order you know, something. thinking about that. Yeah. Like, we, we should do that one time. Pizza? I know. Look at the little behind the scenes banter here. All right, I'm going. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to bring a pizza in next That'd episode. No, yeah, it need to be like on a tray, you know, like a. What was one of the dishes we liked? You know, the chicken Kiev with shepherd's the pie. I don't know. I'm a, with a one sauce. Well, yours always mixed together anyway. It didn't and, and you used to make the same face right, you're I making am now. Excited for taglines this uh, this episode, <laughs> sir. Here we go. Because I did. I yeah, there are certain things that played in this movie and certain things that did not yeah. for me. Now I, I hope it's coming through in your in in the voice land out there because I'm loving Ryan's energy right now. It is like 
you know, this is a movie that that I picked, but he is just gleaming over it, and it's it's. I'm, I'm a little excited. Are you are you serious? Are you having to like explain no, some like, I, this, manic behavior? This is or not something? a farce. All right, <laughs> the movie. Look how insecure I am. Jesus. Yeah. All right. So taglines. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Go, my brother. This. Um, the let's see. Hold on. The the first one. I'm trying to arrange this in my. The first one is on the poster. Is actually on the poster. Yeah. The other two from IMDb, I think, are maybe international or something. So they're they're somewhere. They were used somewhere, but this one's on the poster. When a film crew came to Waterford, Vermont, they shot first and asked questions later. The pillow. The pillow. Yeah. What's the pillow? That's what's written on the pillow in the movie. That pillow that they give to to Macy in the movie. That's what really? it says. Oh, I couldn't clock what was on those pillows. Holy shit. Yeah, there's that little white pillow, okay. and that's what it says. Shoot first right. and ask questions later. Yeah. Oh, wasn't that his motto, maybe, or something like that? It was just on the pillow. Yeah. I don't think he said okay. it. Okay. So I don't know how that... Okay. So uh, next tagline. Big movie, small town, huge trouble. And I'm reading it with a little bit of yeah, yeah. pizzazz. That is very accurate. But... Should I just read him deadpan? But No. I like your energy. Are you sure? All right, I'll, I'll read the next one deadpan. I'm not... Or just like you're reading. I'm, not, I'm being spot on tonight. I'm okay. not being facetious. All right. All right. But I'll read the next Fisi- one. Just your, all right. Lock your windows, hide your daughters, say your prayers. That one I did see. I don't like that one. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you have a daughter that's um, 14 or yeah, 15 this, years old. This one... Yeah, I you, I, you I, wanna you wanna give a tiger punch a guy in the throat. It it's it the difference between farce and is he really shining a light on what's really not fucking okay, or right. you know it's like that's the way it is. So anyway, I'm not trying to be a bummer, man. No, Sorry. Well, um, hey, it, but it's probably gonna come. It up. creates talk, right? Yes. It creates conversation for sure. I couldn't find a budget. Did you find a budget? No, there or, wasn't you know, one on IMDb, just a gross. Uh, yeah, worldwide wide gross of $9.2 million. The opening weekend was five hundred and eighty k. Christmas weekend opening. So it got pretty nice placement. Yeah, Christmas Day is the number one movie day of the year. Yeah. It clocks in at one hour and 45 minutes. I felt it was long. Yeah. Did it feel like that to you at all? A couple spots. So what's but weird not- is... So, not a lot happens. A lot happens. Does that make sense? Like, it's a pretty simple, because again, the whole thrust of this thing is a whole film, and a pretty big film, would you say? I mean, they're, they're out of money. They keep saying that. But it's, it's, a, it's a big film. It's like A-list actors. Well, the, the wife, the mayor's wife, says the number one grossing box okay. office actor so this is, in, the, in the world right. is coming for dinner. So Wednesday it, could, it could be like Alec Baldwin at the time. So this is a big movie, and they're relocated from their previous uh, location in New Hampshire. Yeah. To find a new spot with three days, right? Left to sh- left for for there's principal a, photography. So in in the uh, hotel thing, when he sets up his office, Macy, the director, behind him it says four days till we shoot. Okay, four and days in till the we beginning, shoot. Yep. then it comes down to three, so et cetera. This. It, whether you know about shooting movies or not, the concept of this is insane. Um, <laughs> really insane. Also, what I thought was interesting was when I brought this movie up on Amazon, do you ever clock 
like uh all, you know people also watched yeah oh yeah so for this one for what came up for me was wag the dog rushmore licorice pizza the paper and the big lebowski so all a lot of them kind of make sense wag the dog of course uh, in particular but that's pretty cool yeah those are some nice uh, suggestions so that's the thrust of this movie and the opening which is three hours long the opening credits i don't i don't miss because movies nowadays have no opening credits mm-hmm. i love that love it <laughs> I do not miss the days. Don't waste my time. Oh, God. I, I think it's shy of three minutes, just south of three minutes. Yeah. But the music, I like. I, I, I kind of like yeah, the music. Yeah, I, I like the music and the score through the whole thing. Thank you, Theodore Shapiro. Nice. Yeah. Thank Tad, you, Theodore. Ted. Um, and, and did you clock at the end of the, the very end of the credits? Oh, yeah. The music died down to that sultry... 90s lethal weapon style guitar just <laughs> well before that they just had the little... jazzy old mill song which david mamet wrote oh, the old the lyrics mill. for oh did he of yeah. course he did what a pretentious asshole i'm just kidding <laughs> there's nothing i can't do yep. look look right. at look right. at i've done it all <laughs> um no i love you david mamet my wife loves you david mamet thank you for your service um, and did you clock uh, also executive producer Alec Baldwin? No. Yeah. So given what we know about this movie and what associate producer gets yeah. you. I, th- I, thought that I was, was hoping funny. you would say associate no, producer. No, exec- <laughs> in, in for reals, executive producer Alec Baldwin. Yeah. So I, and, you know, I think I know what that means. Uh, according to David Pamer, star of this show. And again... You get me going with character actors, and I'm going to get going with David Pamer in this movie. And I movie. have no Holy idea shit. which which one you're talking about. Perfect. <laughs> We're uh, lovers, the, not experts. By by the name, right? You're I'm the year. You're the name. Now this this is a movie that that kind of I does it tell you what it is immediately. I've never seen uh-huh. anything like this. Yeah, a movie opens with a fucking one liner, like a zinger. So. I clocked something really, I don't know if you caught this, but the beginning, the very instant the movie begins, he okay. he literally set up. It's like a film reel ending or, or beginning maybe because the yeah, film slows well, down. That's and, the credits, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then so they got the, the crane shot, you know, of the town, you know, with that little steeple thing or whatever about yep. it. An old truck goes by and you hear kabunk, which is the sound you hear throughout the yeah, entire the movie over and over again. So as soon as the movie starts... Without you realizing it, the pothole is introduced, which is its own character in this movie. Yeah. It's it, very it, significant. Like a, like a slapsticky variety show bit, which is hilarious to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he hit the he hit the pothole right yep. right in the beginning. Oh, this and then, filthy pothole. And it opens on a fucking one liner. And again, I kind of was going into it thinking I was gonna not like it for whatever reason, I don't know. And I that kind of soothed that me. That hurts my feelings. No, 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 no. It was you, you, it wasn't you. You went in. No, no, no. It wasn't you. It was the, <laughs> the look of that poster. So I am the dummy who's easily. Well, where's the love? Where's the trust? Well, I you have got to try to get me every once in a while, or this podcast it will not be fun to listen to. Oh. You would I mean Well, we always have Mighty Doro. And we, that's my that's my safe word before I can... <laughs> That's not a weapon. It's not a weapon. It can be lethal. It, it that would be the the standoff of have, all standoffs. Have you been to Italy? <laughs> no, I have not. Me either. 
<laughs> <laughs> this podcast could take us there. So I I was kind of soothed a little by the the quirkiness of this one liner. And um but it, it it feels like a movie about you know making movies, it gets into it real fast because you're introduced to William H. Macy and, and the other location scout maybe yeah i took either that or assistant director but i think or, yeah i think Leco- it's one of the two it's yeah i, I, I mean and he i wish felt i knew like more a scout. About, yeah. yeah but you're right could have been the, the product not production assistant but something or, like that you know but, or yeah either a scout or assistant director so they're looking at this little town and they're just observing things and i think that was important because they saw the corniest bullshit ever and it was important to that, to the comedy, because they're like, you got to be fucking kidding me about this place. Yeah, where they, where they make the, is it the doctor? I forget which one. It's the doctor in the yeah. beginning. Yeah, yeah. And that guy's a class act. Oh, and the priest. Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's funny as hell. Did you laugh? Back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah you're doesn't like, bother me a bit. You're like, where is he taking me yeah. with this movie? Yeah. And so I, I like the, already, the, the idea that they're crunched for time and... So what vibes do you get, like right away? Any oh, other movie I, I that get kinda... comedy immediately. Well, no, any other movie that that pops to mind to for you? No, I, I get like Funny Farm, you know, Big City into the Country stuff. Yeah, Beetlejuice, like heavy Beetlejuice vibes. It's funny for me. you brought up Funny Farm because Chevy Chase was actually That's booked true. to be uh, the the Bob Barrington, the Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Oh, yep. Interesting. Funny Farm's hilarious. It, it is. I it's love still that funny, I think. That snake. Oh. Another snake. Hey, there's a movie we like with a snake in it. Yes, that's true. I wish Anaconda oh. was an indie. It's a little indie. Could have been. I was thinking Vera. Could have been. Vera. Oh, Vera. Oh, Vera. All right. Yeah. Well, there's another t-shirt probably. Oh, Vera. <laughs> <laughs> it is my favorite gun. Yeah. It is my very favorite gun. Well, oh, I was yeah. There's lots of different Vera's in our world, but again, the 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 small town and it 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 establishes, you know, uh, again immediately into the small town diner. Yeah. In conversation about. I love that diner. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, <clears throat> that the conversation the, about the pothole, conversation about the light. Yeah. And they're all so you're you're. You're set. You're almost like without well, doing anything else, the movies, you're like, I'm ready to go. I get it. And also he sets up the question, we can never go back to New Hampshire. And you're wondering why. Yeah. You have no idea at this point because they keep bringing why. that up. Well, we, we find why. out for sure. But he, 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 yeah. he's so layered. I mean, he's such a, yeah, know, he's such a so good So they're, they're in the town and you, you're kind of, you know, so I, what I'm expecting is the, all right, let's introduce the wacky people. And yeah. that's what I expected the next uh, like 30 minutes to be. Well, my favorite quote was when Macy goes, this is what my people died for, the right to shoot, the right to make a movie in this town. When he makes his final decision before they head off oh, to the yeah, diner. He, yeah, he's, they're very, and that's, you know. He takes off his glasses and he's so, yeah, you know. And they're immediately kind of unlikable because they assume everything is theirs. And I, and that's the clash and that's the <laughs> right. whole thing Yeah, is the clash about it. We're Hollywood. We own you. Even the perception of us yeah. encourages everybody, well, that's... but not everybody loses their shit. And that's, what's really funny about it. And the, like the two local yokels, who are the two guys? Are they terrible actors I, on purpose? They, I have names for them. They're 
terrible. So does evil Knievel ring a bell? Um, in well, in in, in which one we have our know. intro. Uh, the guy they they are they are the guys for the Andy Sedaris. They're the Wait, the they're, little odd couple jokesters. They're the hitmen of this world. They're not hitmen. They're the choo choo. But they're the they're the little jokesters. And the Richard, the little jokester couple. They're the choo choo and Richard. Yeah, choo choo and Dick of this world. I don't know about that. I I think so. They're but they're terrible actors. Okay, these two. so then Holy they're shit. Romeos. Yeah, they're retired and, old men eating out. Yeah, but Romeos. And they're they're and I think <laughs> if they're meant, to, you know what? Now that I'm just thinking about it, I because I I think they're two guys, maybe, maybe local guys. Oh yeah, guaranteed. And maybe they're meant to be terrible, yeah, you know, he, to show how absurd it is when they use local people or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving him more credit. But so, you know, they're in this town and they've decided on it. So lucky this town, whatever. And the first thing, obviously, you think they have to do, which I kind of thought myself, was they've got to go rent out an entire local little hotel, a la Groundhog Day. Yeah. Then I started getting Groundhog. So every other little... I was thinking Amity Island and in in Jaws. It just oh, this movie so, production wise evoked all these little. You you and just, I felt you, what it was like. You just set me up, brother. Oh jeez. Without even knowing. So Amityville, right? Shot in Massachusetts, right? Yeah. This movie's shot in Massachusetts, not Vermont. It said Vermont, but it's a coastal it town. Lovely in Massachusetts. It looks lovely. Do you know what the name of that that diner is? Um, I had to freeze it on the third time through. I froze it. There was it's a in sign. the window. There was a sign, and oh. I thought Ryan's going to catch this. No, no. Oh, are you ready? Uh-uh. Hold, hold on. Yeah. Hooper's oh. co- Coffee Corner. Hooper's and I wrote equals Matt Jaws Hooper. question mark because wasn't Jaws in Massachusetts on the coast? It's Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. 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 Matt yeah. Hooper. One hundred percent. Hooper's Coffee That's Corner awesome. is the diner, unless it's an homage to the Burt Reynolds movie. That's probably it, right? <laughs> oh, you think? You're, you're, you're right. You're so good. It's not Jaws. Maybe it was Gator. Yeah, it was probably Gator. Because he was this, just this full whole of white thing lightning. Is an homage to to Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> so they go rent to rent out the whole, t- whole hotel, and again, they're fine. You know, I, and I was kind of expecting a like kicking everybody out who's in residence scene. That didn't happen. But what did happen? Was they're waiting for service? Yeah, and two guys show they up holding wipe the dust off of the guest book. Yeah, two guys show up holding a sandwich in one hand and a like a swath of playing cards in the other, like they're yeah. playing poker. Yeah, like, huh? huh? Can I help you? And uh, we want you want out. a room? Yeah, we want all of them or whatever, yeah. right? How about when he took the recurve bow off the shelf? And oh, right. and, and so. This lobby, I love this hotel. I want to go work there. This lobby has a bow and arrows hanging up. And For he, decor. And no, he, the targets were on the wall. He shot at a target. No, I, I thought that was decor. And he was just being an asshole. No, no. They had ring circles on one of them. I'm like, and, there were, and there were arrow holes that all over be. the place. That's insane. That is they insane. Had all those, so in the lobby, you can just take down the bow. That's insane. And, and shoot. All right. That's, well, that's and, bizarre. And... and Macy knows how to shoot a recurve. That is bizarre. And so again, I like this. You know, he he you know, the budget is looming over them, like get me Main Street for nothing. It, it that's fun yeah. already. It's a unique kind of madcap. All right, I I feel like all right, I get what this is and I'm in. <laughs> Hooper. And, and I love um 
really throughout the bulk of this, it's William H. Macy, Walt, the director of the film, and his, his oh, I know. I took it out to look up poor, that Montaigne and that I was poor wrong. Poor form, old man. <laughs> it, and, I, oh. oh, my phone's not treating me well. It's that's a couple time. of quarters in the swear jar. <laughs> or oh, not the swear jar. We're gonna put you in the in the beating room. But the the mm, life of a director, very nice Hannibal voice there. The life of a director looks like a nightmare, and I feel like again, a lot of this movie is probably yeah. really accurate. And uh, I gave it one just, word. Every time he's on screen, I gave him one word, Macy. Yeah. And his life that you're describing. Yeah. Chaos. Oh, yeah. And nonstop, tw- 24 12 hours. 12 different people yeah. coming in, 12 different yeah. questions. He's got a personal assistant through phone calls through the course yeah. of these four days. <laughs> My wife. He's begging to, <laughs> be wife let, to go home for his wife, the birth are, of his child. Are we paying you? <laughs> yeah. Are you on the call sheet? <laughs> and truth be told, that guy fucks up so royally. Oh, he's like, terrible. It's one of the worst. And then ever. he turns him in. He turns, you know, yeah. Tells the other so, guy the witness. Yeah. Good. Well, but not good because that that guy was treated like such shit. And again, all this has to come from someplace. And so they go to run out the whole hotel, and it's logistics. Like he's he's on the phone. He's trying to figure out, you know. What's going on? How to like everything is moving at all times. Yeah. And it's kind of like your life. Yeah. It feels that way sometimes. But it's it's not the the pace of the movie, it it doesn't get arduous, it doesn't get boring, and it doesn't get over the top, you know. No, you you I'm sitting there going, How the hell is Macy doing this? Yeah. How is he handling this? So he he says one of your favorite words, right, at this point. It's to do with lilacs. Oh yeah, yeah. Is this in regards to the broad? Yeah. How do, how does he rank? Because in, epi- in episode six, we did a kind of ranking of broads because uh, uh, Lake's father in that in that movie. Oh yeah, says broads, yeah, and right. we kind of talked. We <laughs> yeah, made the Sedaris reference. So how is his broads? How is his broad compared to? Uh, the Sedaris movie and episode um, six in a world. Oh my god! Where does that rank? That's fine. The word, the delivery of I, broad. I, I, you know, it's it's such a honestly, and this is going to sound pandering, and it's not meant to, but it, it is such a gross word to hear, and even to hear them doing it in two thousand, yeah, it didn't feel ironic. It it felt bad. It didn't feel good. I don't, you know, it it wasn't funny. Uh, and I was expecting it to be like Ethel Merman to come in. You know what I mean? Like, so I wasn't expecting a young actress. Well, so he's like, what kind of flowers is a broad like? A truckload of lilies. Lilacs. Lilacs. So lilies. You, you're not you're not going to rank them. You don't. You can't give oh, them. The Rodrigo's number one. Yeah, right? Rodrigo. You know you'll never. Rodrigo's number one. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I sidetracked myself. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the the broads coming, I have no idea what that means, but I understand that this big actor, Bob, what's his, Beringer? Bar, Bob Beringer. Bob Beringer. Is coming in. Bob Beringer. And again, I bet people scurrying about and there's personal assistance and there's wants and needs. And it's fascinating to me. It really is. Yeah. And, and he, he, you know, when he comes in, as you described, chaos is everywhere. And then as soon as Baldwin walks in, everything stops. Yeah, and all attention just yeah. goes on him. But before that, they are discussing what his likes are. 
you know, his diet's being discussed. And uh, what are his likes? He likes 14-year-old girls. And immediately, I'm In like, front of the hotel manager. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like this is a thing. And the, the director, Walt, bless his heart, is the only one who seems to, is until the end, has a shred of any dignity out of any of these godless fucking heathens. Because he he is very protective of Julia Stiles throughout the whole thing, you know, in earnest, like knows that that this actor is a lech and yeah. even says something like he cannot be having 14 year old girls. And he says, get him half a 20 year, eight year old girl. How's, How's my, my math? math? I love that. <laughs> How's my math? It just comes out of like, what? <laughs> yeah. Your math is bad, I guess. If that, I mean, your math is good if you meant to get Bob a 14 year old girl. But so I was, I'm like, okay, I guess funny, but well, I thought it, that's as far as that would go. And Oh yeah. Yeah. You, know, you didn't it, realize what yeah. was coming. So the first character actor of the moment shows up, our mayor. What does this man mean to you? Oh, oh. The mayor of the town. Oh, cocoon maybe? Uh, is he a cocoon? No. That's God. So I know I he's like Charles he's, Durning. He's like one of those Hud guys you look proxy. at and you just know, like, oh, yeah, the hula yeah, hoop guy. Hudsucker Proxy. <laughs> I, I know him best from Hudsucker Proxy. Um Roller Babies. How about that? There's a deep pull. He's in Roller Babies. Um, he shows up and he's the mayor. And so, you know, again, they're trying to get this thing off the ground. Problems come up. There are issues, there are issues. And um, I, I love how they, they need a permit from the mayor. Yeah, to shoot, right? shoot on Main Street. To yeah. shoot, oh, it has to be Main Street. Um, I mean, do you think it short term it's like this? And a, like that, you know, like small town. Well, he's the whole city council, the mayor. Yeah, yeah he he's the whole, that, right, he's got right. it all. Yeah, yeah, I'm the guy, I'm the yeah. guy. Well, you got to get a permit. So like, Tuesday, oh. and I remember thinking, this is going to be a thing. Tuesday is dinner with the mayor. Will yeah. you come to the mayor's house? Right. You're like, okay, something's going to happen. A home-cooked meal. Yeah. And so that's uh, going to, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, how, oh, what's going to happen? And I can't wait till we get to Sherry, his wife. Oh, oh she's a, oh. she's a treasure. Oh my God. So we, oh, we have some things brewing like, all right, so here's some steaks. And uh, one of the lines I loved was William H. Macy's on the phone and are they trying to get horses? Like they're trying to get. Oh yeah, yeah. It's five hands. Or, they're trying to get hands. things. And he says, "What? There's a trade embargo against Cuba. Nobody tells me anything." Yeah. Which are we to assume that he is so busy in life that he just? No, he just got caught by the mayor, and he didn't want to look. You know, so he played dumb. It was the mayor that he said, "You want a cigar?" And you go, "Aren't those illegal?" Oh, and then he goes because of the trade embargo, and he's like, nobody tells me anything. He was just covering his ass, oh, so that the mayor didn't All think right. he was. I'm an idiot, a criminal. Well, he, for some reason, and I don't know how close they are. You'll know you're the year's master. Oh, God. because anytime, like, I'm panicking. It's Marty, Marty from the West Coast. The whole time I'm thinking, is it Scorsese? That's not true because he's an East Coast guy. But like, <laughs> I, I thought Marty was supposed New to be York. somebody. New York. Marty from the <laughs> Marty from the West Coast, Marty from the West Coast. And, yeah. and he's on the phone and all I can hear is Jerry Lundergaard. I don't I hear City Slickers. Out of William H. Macy? No, no. Out of Marty. 
I thought that's who you were going with. Mm-mm. You went with Fargo right there. I know. When it, when William H. Macy, anytime he's on the phone, I just hear his character from Fargo. Yeah. Maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, is he is he is his normal voice not that far off from what he was doing at that Minnesota accent? I think it's different. So it was weird. One. It was weird. It just when you see him, and I'm the same way. You think Fargo. I mean, yeah. he is just forever known for that role. Yeah. And, and despite uh, his. You know his elite list that he has. Do we get uh, our introduction to uh, to Mr. Philip Seymour Hoffman at this point? Because he he's introduced. Because I'm I'm trying to figure out who everybody is. So they're scouting. He's standing they say, in the wake, background. Wake like... up Giuseppe early on. So that's a cinematographer, an Italian cinematographer yeah. for what? Why that's got to be a thing, right? Is that a, a funny? Well, I think Hollywood. When you say it's Italian movies are just so well known for their. Yeah, yeah, for their I think, cinematography. Yeah, so they're very sought the after. Beauty, yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, this is a big movie. The big old mill. The big old mill, which the the, <laughs> the big my biggest laugh out loud moment has to do with that. But so Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> is introduced as he's the writer of the film. What's his name again in the movie? Joe. Which one? Joseph Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, Joe? he's got Joe. three first names. Yeah, just like his so he's real name. So their their big problem right away. And of, of, of feels like millions. Isn't problem. he asking for a typewriter or something? He's like way off yeah, in the right background. Off the bat, yeah. yeah, he's like way in the background. All this chaos yeah. is going it's my on. Typewriter here. And he's trying to jump out. Like I need a typewriter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and that's the kind chaos of a cool is severe. I yeah, mean, it is. Macy is outstanding. Yeah. in handling this, and you know, you got it in the writing too. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so their big issue is they can't shoot at the old, or they can't bring the old mill from New Hampshire that they built, they spent money on because it's being held ransom for whatever heinous we, shit that they yeah, did. We still don't know <laughs> like why collateral. they can't go back to New Hampshire. So all this mystery of like, what the <laughs> fuck happened in New yeah. Hampshire? Jesus. It must have been really bad. Yeah. And so they, they can't shoot the old mill here because it burned down, right? Well, yeah. And they don't know that yet until uh, a little bit when somebody tells them and hands them brochure yeah burnt down yeah at this like, point they think they, they have think a there is one it. right right the biggest deal is that the wind that the yeah. cinematographer can't pull through the window in the firehouse yeah and they're they're oh yeah which that's is an ongoing issue, yeah. thing yeah the most valuable thing in the town is the stained glass, stained glass window. window in the firehouse yeah. <laughs> but it's blocking his shot because he's got to pull through yeah, that window how, how can i pull through the window yeah good stuff and he so uh jerry lundegaard is Trying to get that there's a dead horse scene that keeps coming up, which is funny. Yeah, but he says he wants them to write it. I'm trying to get a a, a horse in here. That horse is booked. Now nah, I can't get that horse. That horse is, and of course that happens. I mean that has to happen. Yeah, but, like the horse is booked. And tell him we'll give him. Yeah, an associate. Yeah, we'll give him an associate producer credit. Yeah, and then they do the weird handshake and yeah. start laughing, which yeah. do you find out means nothing. Right. Yeah, it's something you, you can give, even get uh, one for this movie if you write in secretary or something. Yeah, it's so <laughs> demeaning, <laughs> which is hilarious. So, what what they have to figure out is they have to change the location of the old mill, which kind of becomes a funny thing, because you see that the title, you know, like the old mill, the old mill. You think maybe it's a logistical problem, but you see the title of the movie is the old mill, and I laughed out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, oh, when you saw they the set this up, 
And okay, it's a big deal. You know, I get enough to know that to move a location, that's a big deal. Yeah. Especially when Sarah Jessica Parker's character comes in and says it's the only reason that she's taken the part, you know, and everything. And she's supposed to be a huge movie star as well. But to see that, you know, like the movie was called The Old Mill. Well, later on, too, when they... When when uh, she does that one liner about first you have to change the title. I mean, I just yeah. burst out laughing. Yeah. On that. But uh, yeah, when they go, uh, technically, I call it their first meet cute is when he goes into the bookstore. Philip Seymour Hoffman and Anne and Annie. Anne. I like, Annie. I like Annie better. Some of them call her Anne. Some of them Annie, call her yeah. Annie. Annie. She's, she's an Annie. I heard me. Annie most of the time. Yeah, I like Annie. I, I I like that name for her character better. Is what I'm saying. Well, she is. She is. I have a th- I have a controversial theory about Annie that I'm not kidding about. Did you like her character? Yes, you did. I love the deadpan. I did because it was okay, so that, different that you love the performance. Yes. Did you love her character as a person? Oh yeah, you did. I okay. did. Wholesome small town purity. I don't know if well I loved read. or hated her. She knew everything, and did but, you notice she was everywhere she seemed to have no purpose she had a store did she work at that store i don't know but wherever philip seymour hoffman went in an alley she'd be there just (laughs) standing in the doorway she'd be there he goes into an abandoned school she's sitting there in the back weaving and knitting you're talking about the uh, where she was waiting for him i'm just saying that was set up she's everywhere (laughs) i i like your take well how about how about cutting to uh, the youngster there and uh, trying to remember her name now? It's that clear. Julie Stiles? Yeah, but what yeah, is her? I forget her Carla. Carla. Name. Carla, okay. Carla is studying up on Bob Berenger. Yeah. And she opens to the page where he is being kicked out or being, you know, I think it's the New Hampshire story. And there's a young lady on that picture, young girl. And, uh, Clearly controversy in this like National Enquirer type magazine. Yeah, it's funny with and like a hand and yep, then the camera. Yep, and she's highlighting what he likes to eat, and her dad clearly, I think, owns the diner because he's in the kitchen there, kind of running the show. And so she yeah, goes and, and gets this tuna supplying. melt. Yeah, like well, all of the food for these people. Yeah, yeah, they're buying it from him, but she goes and gets his favorite. <laughs> Something going on behind the scenes. She goes and gets his favorite meal and then intentionally goes and delivers it to it. So she's stalking him. Right. Not, I'm just saying they're setting that up. Like it's her fault. They. I didn't write the script. <laughs> I'm just saying what, what, anyway, what is being set up. <laughs> what you passed over wantonly, sir, was the article in the magazine that talked about Bob's likes and dislikes. Yeah. So so this is this diner. Well, I think that about tuna. No, I know. His dislikes. You didn't discuss Bob's Oh, I put uh, his dislikes. Likes. What's his dislikes, sir? Bob's dislikes are <laughs> Yes. French movies. No. Cruelty. Bad weather. Carbonated beverages. <laughs> Oh my and, god, I laughed. And likes like, long I, walks on the I beach. Know, I know, I know. <laughs> Match.com. I, I mean, I, that was hilarious to me because I went right to it. So this Not explains his weird fucking whiskey and milk drink. 
That was fucked up. Yeah. No, bourbon. She said bourbon, which can only come from Kentucky. The land of Daniel Boone. You know, I, I honestly feel like um, her, 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 I think she wanted to maybe be prepared a little starstruck, but yeah, like, I don't know. Her, her age was questionable. William H. Macy is always like, why aren't you in school? Yeah. Every time he sees her, why aren't you in school? Yeah, She's and like, I it's meant to look up her it's age in this because she did not look 14 to me. She looked older, which made it what's going to happen made, anyway, made it easier. So, Anne, I want to talk about Anne. Annie? Annie, sorry. So, Annie is a, let me get this straight if I can. Annie is a knitting bookstore owner. Or works at the bookstore. No, because she, she said it's mine. She directs think, the plays. She directs the local the plays. The local, not no. It's like a local, like we have the old, yeah, you know, local amateur yeah. actors. Yeah, the local playhouse. Yeah, there the local, you go. Like That's the exactly. Old playhouse so here, she puts those so together, cast them, yep. directs yep. them. Do you know your lines? Go, you Huskies. Yeah. yeah, go you Huskies. So she does that. She works in this the bookstore. This episode is also sponsored by Bazoomer.com. Not till the end. It's like the last shot. Bazoomer.com. For all of your Bazoomer needs. I wonder if that's still available on GoDaddy. So she... Hurry. She, Do it, um, do it she's now. A, she's a knitting bookstore owner. Uh, she runs this theater group. She knows everybody in town. Uh, she is engaged to Doug, who is yeah. a city council, or a city councilman or a prosecutor. or that He's a lawyer or a prosecutor. He, he is a counselor. He says that. Right. I would say he's either the, the town prosecutor or the county prosecutor okay that is that is set up in that town which doesn't have a courthouse right because it burned down too it's yeah, everything of, fucking burned down yeah. and ironically <laughs> the movie they're making <gasps> don't say it yet. holy shit don't say i it just yet. realized it yeah epiphany holy cow um so her character is set up and then she's in the bookstore with philip seymour hoffman and he's looking to run a typewriter and oh. people are calling her with their basic literary questions. Oh, and she lives that one so far astray. And I, I know, but like what, so what are they teeing up? Are they trying to tee up the least sexy female lead possible? And not saying that any of that stuff isn't sexy, she's but traditionally go, in she's movies. She's the go-to for that stuff. She's a bookstore and owner. And then put her in the baggiest of clothing I've ever seen. <laughs> and you, the hair. Are you disappointed? I mean, she, it, it was just, it was bizarre to me. You know, it was the anti-female lead. And um, I, I don't know. It's just, it was just weird. So the chemistry between her and Hoffman, I thought was outstanding. And, and the, the non-chemistry between her and her fiance, Doug, was was perfect. I mean, it was written oh, yeah. that way and it was delivered you know, yeah. absolutely perfectly. Like they, they have nothing in common, yeah, at all. And then her and Hoffman just connect. Yeah. And her, she has his book, his play, his play on her yeah. shelf. And new one, anguish, says, right? Yeah, anguish. What a what a that's at, perfect. At one point, she forgets her fiance's name. She couldn't say the yeah, word like, fiance because he was standing there. Yeah, and then like, uh, 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 Doug. Yeah, she didn't want to say that she was engaged. And then she conversely, he's like, "Oh, I, I should ask her about that." 
Yeah. So he's he's on and on. He's he campaigning, a, yeah. and he's you know he's doing all this shit, and you know what have you. That's fine. But then you got the flip flop coming up yeah. where where Sarah Jessica's yeah. in his room. So and so we 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 find that the the movie through discussion through unprecedented discussion um, because Philip Seymour Hoffman Joe is the writer. Um, this woman, what, gets co-credit re- co- on writing this movie? I mean, she should be joining the WGA at this point. The, the level of, of, uh, of input she has on she, this story. She's, she's a story a, by she's at least. A, she's a coach. Yeah, I mean, it's... She's a coach I mean, for the she writer. she got gypped. Yeah. That's motherfucking yeah, she, bullshit right there. Because <laughs> she, she saves this movie. They are going to, uh, you know... But at it's, the it's, end, we'll have to see where do we about, think they go. It's about purity, right? It's a quest for purity. Thank you. So there's the theme. There and there's actually two levels of purity in this movie. What? Oh. Oh yeah, I've got them circled, Real outlined, pure. arrows pointing back to it. I love the script note scene with Bob and Walt. Again, this is my nerd nerdiness about like loving movies about you know movies being made. But they're uh, they're in the hotel room and uh, Bob's going through the script. Ah, oh, page four. I wouldn't say that, right? No, all right, yeah, yeah, we'll change it. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't do that. Like, you know, I wonder how much that happens. Or are there? There's got to be some. Oh movies. yeah, a lot of big actors um, have their Still own dialogue. Kinda. No, they have their own dialogue writer, and they bring them with yeah. them. But there, I've read that. Anyway. There's got to be some where they're like, you can't say shit. Like, <laughs> and sometimes you, you, you know, you're not at this level. Like, even you're this level. Those huge movies, you're not like, um. Excuse me, I have notes about my character. Some of them have got to be like, shut the fuck up and do your job. So Jessica Lang's like, I don't think I would scream that way. Yeah. In when he picks me up. Right. I watched King Kong 76 today, Ooh. which I love that movie. Yes. Well, and this is another moment where um, Julia Stiles comes in to deliver the sandwich and Alec Baldwin. Now this is this is it. Like he freezes. You and know. Just... You know. Yeah. He stops his fucking. He can't talk. Yeah. yeah he just staring at her. And Walt gets her. Okay. Out, out we go. Jerry Lundegaard here. We're gonna get you right out of here. <laughs> He's not talking like that. <laughs> Gosh, girl. Okay. See ya. That's what you're we'll hearing get in you your that, head. Uh, that true coat there. <laughs> and so he it's fleeing he, the interview it, it escorts her out and i'm like okay this is either gonna get gonna be a funny or weird and it, i don't know how it really set for me it it, it mm, yeah know. if you look at it as just being a farce and funny yeah it's okay if you if you start thinking about yeah. it it's yeah it's not okay yeah and sarah jessica parker's character eventually arrives and i love the first meeting between her and bob how vacuous that whole thing is oh yeah and just congratulatory and oh i saw you in this and saw you in that and they ran out of air immediately after yes it's all fake yeah bs you know yeah oh i mean but just done so well and right off the bat i saw sarah jessica parker and i'm like oh yeah i was in yeah and it just everything about her her delivery was great she was so bubbly Um, and again you're not totally into her as an actress and a lot of different things she's done correct but no but you but you bought in immediately yeah 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 she was great she was absolutely fantastic and um now we're at this you know moment where she she has her do you think a lot of actresses do this where they have memorized you know the whole thing and 
I can't because they they set this up where they can't do the old mill and she does the whole <laughs> whole first act, you know, her whole first soliloquy and it's the reason I took the part. Yeah. And immediately they're all like, "Hey, Joe." <laughs> The writer's got to talk yeah, to you. I love that cut after that because he just sits there and freezes. Like, tell her your thoughts on the old mill. Yeah, your thoughts. And his his thoughts are like the old mill's yeah. not coming out of the script, yep. but he it's his first movie. Yeah. And and so they just cut away, leaving his face there. And then he's walking down the street. And he's like, I think I just, I I think just I quit. quit. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, no, I think I got fired. Yeah. And then, of course, Annie's and, there and waiting for him. The, I love your observation there. She's... <laughs> She's not working in the bookstore ever, is she? <laughs> no, her business is failing. I didn't realize that. I have more. Until, <laughs> but, but I I do I do like I I like the fact that um that um they his you know he's got to have this journey because he feels and this is Philip fucking Seymour Hoffman all the way green and out of his element because let's face it. A movie environment seems to be through this this film abusive and fucking terrible. Yeah, I mean, again, that PA, that guy again who does some dumb shit, is hor- treated horribly. Everybody could be cast aside on a moment's whim. So everybody's so ratcheted up, including yeah. you know, like William they're H. Shoot Macy. In a couple days. Yeah, yeah, and the idea that anybody would want to take a second to breathe, William H. Macy is not fucking having it. <laughs> And that's great tension, and it's done in the movie really, really well. Yeah, and, but in a you know funny way. Yep. Can can we give a Traver, Traverse City shout out right here? When he says he got fired, and then he's talking to Annie and Annie about where she's from and or about the town. Yeah. She actually says Bijou Theater. Oh yeah, that's right. That and, was awesome. And here in Traverse City, Fuck we yeah. have a restored Bijou Theater yes, right on the do. waterfront. We hope uh, to do a live show there one time. Although logistically, not I, I think possible. it's going to be bigger than the Bijou. I think we're going to be in the yeah. old town schoolhouse, which which is where we have our local plays. Yeah, and it all ties in, Ryan. You know all the all the things that that you know. <laughs> so I'm thinking Joe is is walking out of town. Yeah, he's heading for the train station. He's or walking. The bus station. Oh, yeah. He's leaving. No, but the, he he gets to the train station later. But this time, I'm like, where the fuck is this guy going? Yeah, because everybody is so. And th- this was a little hammy to me. Everybody is so mystified. These, all the Hollywood people, I mean, yeah. are so mystified by the small town life. They are scratching their heads like, oh, can you believe people talk like this? And Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, ends up walking Annie home, you know, and he's like, look at this house. Nice people live here. Nice people. Yeah. You know, in his innocence, like what I was saying was his, his innocence is so apparent and that he's new is so apparent. Yeah. The acting is so good. But then he's like, can I sit on that porch swing? But she's like, well, I live here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's just another level of So the whole thing, level of Macy, connection. like, you know, the simplest thing is like, huh? They do that here? You know, like, what happened to these people? And again, that's the satire, that Hollywood people are so disconnected. Right. And I didn't know that's and what that's... the title, the title means something literally in the movie, but that's what Mammoth meant, you know, in general was the confluence of state and Maine, you know, State Street being Hollywood and Main Street being, you know, Main Street USA. Deep shit. <laughs> Isn't it? And there is yeah, and there but is But Anne Anne knows everything. The you know, the Dalmatians. Why oh. do they call it Dalmatians? And she has and some weird like, bullshit to yes, say. Yes, sir, and stares off and gives this whole dissertation. Yeah, but it's hilarious. And yeah. she is 
fucking crushing. Yeah, unless you're, what was it? He goes, so that's the Dalmatians. Or Sardine. Because Sar- yeah, Sardinia. Could have been Sardinia. Sardinia. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I, I, you know, they're cutting back and forth all the stuff and things are progressing, but the tension about when the shoot is going to happen is real. And when they cut to the mayor's house, yeah, they're getting ready. So there's a production office in the hotel and there's a board. Now, from the beginning, like I just said, I said earlier, this dinner is a snafu. I know it. So okay. well, they, good for you. They you, write, you, you, you recognize they that write immediately. Dinner at, with the mayor because yep. Jerry Lundegaard does it first. He writes it on the board, and then it gets smudged. Now I have a problem with the movie in a weird way. So it's written on Tuesday, dinner with the mayor. Yep. It gets smudged. Yep. And he says, "Can you write it again?" So I'm thinking, uh oh, somebody's going to write it on Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. Which she did. She did not. She, she wrote. wrote it. She wrote it on Tuesday. So that first time, it's written on Tuesday, and if, this could be another catch-up gate from uh, uh, from Most Beautiful Island because I'm seeing your face, and you're like, I don't think he's right. But I, I'm like, <laughs> you know me so too well. I'm like, oh, so it's not going to be a thing. That's my point. Is she did like, write it on Wednesday? She, no, she didn't. Because later you see it again. No, it's ketchup, Ryan. It's oh, not coffee. Great. Yes, this yes, is yes, it. Yes, yes, she writes it. Okay, so the smudge occurs on Tuesday, right? I, I, I said to Jess. But there is a snafu in the editing on this. So here, all right, here's my take. The shoulder goes by, rubs it off on Tuesday, but only rub, you can still read it a little bit. It's still there. The, uh, the girl goes up to fix it like she's told. She wipes off Tuesday completely, writes it on Wednesday, the square to the right. Later on in the movie when we see it, um... The Tuesday is still there, but faded. Well, she completely wiped it out at this point, but later on, we're going to see it still yeah, written there. So that's got to be editing, because at this moment, but she she wrote it on Wednesday when it when it first no, it's on Tuesday when it first happened. Because I remember thinking this is going to be a problem, and Jess is like, "Oh, does, did she write it?" Because how do you think I saw Alec Baldwin's least favorite things? I stopped it and I took a picture of it with my phone. Oh, he's laying down the gauntlet. I know. <laughs> oh, well, well, we'll do like we did. Uh, I didn't take a picture, but next I, I episode, at, okay, we'll, we'll do, do the court I, case. And again, I am totally open to the fact that I could be <laughs> completely wrong. You know this about me. As friends, you know this about me. This is the most aggressive you've been in 33 podcasts. I love it. Bring it on. Oh, don't say that. Oh, let's grapple. <laughs> 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 um. So... The, the what's going on with the mayor is he is doing major construction to his house. She is. For this dinner. Yeah. I'm worried. So I know something's happening, but again, because I saw that girl write it back on Tuesday, which again, I see what you're talking about later in the movie. Yeah. Because later in the movie, when they're filling the Evian bottle of, of water oh, God, to reseal them, <laughs> you see it in the background. Uh-huh. It's written a little bit on Tuesday and smudged a little. Yeah. And it's written very clear and green on Wednesday. I wonder if you can really do that with a lighter. I want to try that. To reseal an Evian yeah. bottle? That was hilarious. Oh. <laughs> and she looked like she had done it a million yeah, times. Because yeah. that's what they've been doing to save money. And they're filling it with local water. Yeah. Oh, my God. So hilarious. they're getting ready for the dinner. And, and so the... The the wife of the mayor, Patty Patty Lapone, is that I love oh, that. And those actress. outfits she wears, she is something else. Oh. She's doing major construction, and the the thing I took away is 
She's like, we need the butter churn and the blunder bus. And the cop's <laughs> like, I got the butter churn. So whatever's happening, a she... butter churn and a blunder bus yeah. is involved. Well, we find out she's returning the house to its original 1835. Yeah. So maybe yeah. this is coincidence? Because I kind of assumed for comedy it was being done just for that dinner. No, she was having it done for that day, but she oh. was doing a bunch. All right. The second time. They go to the house twice. Yeah. Um, so again, all of this crazy stuff is happening. Um, Walt is, is on the phone constantly. I love the, the, he says at one point, your wife's on the phone. He says, I have no wife. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of really, really good lines he, in this. Are those girls like interns or whatever? Yeah, there's I a, think. There's three or four of them that are just running around. They yeah. come up randomly. Yeah. I would say they're interns. Okay. Something like that. Um, and all through this, Annie is, you know, again, engaging with the town. And like all the townspeople are saying the lines, like, I got my line, Annie. And why isn't she the mayor, by the way? She will be. Yeah, I guess yeah, she that's chooses. True. She, well, she's, she wants to be the newspaper editor. But we yeah, find she out. wants to create the, the Sentinel. Yeah, that's true. Recreate it. Yeah. But the, the, now, <laughs> it, inciting incident. The inciting incident is them having to move. Well, this one's difficult because it's so layered. You've got so many multiple stories going on at the same time, although they do say a movie is about one thing and one right. thing only. Whole thing. So this one you'd have to say purity yeah. if it's about one thing. But you've got every character has got so many different storylines going on being fleshed out at the same time. I mean, even the dad of Carla, you know. Yeah. You said you were studying. If you weren't studying, you're going to be grounded for weeks and weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So he even he's got his own thing going on. So, um, I don't know. I, I think that that's, it's kind of interesting, but the next issue that they have is that their lead actress won't do the nude scene. Yeah. And I didn't realize how funny entirely the concept of, of why this is hilarious <laughs> until we see the end. But this is all very fascinating to me. Uh huh. So she is not going to do a nude scene, and that's a, a real problem. Well, that he I... finds out because she's locked in her room crying. Yeah. And everybody's standing outside of her room, and then they go get the director. Yeah. She won't come out. And don't you love how he takes that moment right in front of the door before he comes in and like changes his mode because he's been in such chaos, and yeah. he like just takes that one breath, and all of a sudden then he's like, Claire, come here. Yeah, he just turning into a complete different. Yep person who he had to whatever he had to do yeah to get the movie to move forward it was awesome and he he you know he, he's got a, a plan he re rewraps the flowers to yep. be from Mar he's from, got a plan I from mean, the producer got shit together and and it's a great scene and he kind of it, he I don't brings think, her back he, he he does yeah yeah he does that's right he tells her that beautiful story he does and he's like she did the movie, right? And he's like, yeah. no, <laughs> but you need to. <laughs> well, you need to, yeah. So she comes out, and and this is where this PA. Oh my god. The, yeah. Did you? You had to laugh. I mean, I was just laughing yeah, so hard he, at this. He's overheard saying that. What's the problem? This girl will take her top off to do a voiceover. <laughs> you know, and and the no, tits, he, he's tits, like, tits, tits. I mean, he's like, I, everyone can draw her tits from memory. I, everybody in America can draw. Yeah, I haven't heard the word tits this much in a movie <laughs> in forever. So and it was, you know, not unpleasant. I mean, you know, I don't think it's totally offensive. Yeah. And and it's, again, meant because it's so absurd, but... Well, a bit of trivia from IMDb on this very fact is that 
Sarah Jessica Parker in Sex in the City is the only one of the four to not show her tits, even though she was under contract. So mm-hmm. it was like an homage to that for her, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty wild. And I don't know at what point he wrote that in or if it was from the beginning, because maybe he had her cast from the yeah. beginning. But and this has to happen. And so, you know, it's it's already disclosed that she's getting $3 million for this movie, which is a hell of a lot of money. And yeah, so 22 years ago, she geez. gets deferred from this guy because she's the, the this you know, douchebag. Oh, saying yeah. that stuff, like, you know, and I don't know. That guy yeah. looked like he wouldn't have said shit if he had a mouthful of it. Well, he calls, so. and the death stare he gives him, he's oh, like, yeah. you a passive-aggressive fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> the, yeah, it's it's nasty. And he he turns into the evil guy out of dime. He's like, call the lawyers, call yeah. her agent. Yeah, She's breaking they, her contract. Like a, yeah, so that is a full-on crisis, and you feel it like, yeah. holy shit. Because they got to shoot. They got They're ready to, you know. So now I saw his name in the credits. David Paymer. Yes. Yes, David Paymer. Marty Rosen, right? Right. Ah, oh, I I love this guy. <laughs> I love this guy. Character help, help actor. Me. Extraordinary. He he's Give he's, me some more. he's the producer. Uh City Slickers. Oh, Marty. Yeah. I I'm sorry. Yeah. City Slickers, Get Shorty, Payback, some I, of my I, favorites. City Slickers is is uh is it for me. No holds barred. Oh god. Drag me to hell. He's actually in a new movie in production right now with your lady, Diane Kruger, David Paymer. Wow, he's going to make the moves. Um, So he comes in, and this is just fucking rad. He comes in, and he's got to get everything back on track. You know, he's Marty from the West Coast, and it's all coming together now. And I love... He gets in, and like these people just fly in, just running. You know what I mean? Like they don't get time to acclimate. They haven't shit... They haven't eaten. They haven't changed their clothes. It's just like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And um, so he, him and, and um, um, William H. Macy's character, they're on the on the corner. And he's like, uh, yeah, all right, how, are we good? Um, yeah, what do we have to do? She, and she's asking for $800,000 more yeah. to do it. Macy's like, pay her. Pay her. Pay her, like, pay her. And, and product placement has kept coming up. And he's like, no, 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 we don't know why. And it's funny once you figure out why. But they're not going to do it. And he's like, all right, as they're walking away, did you hear him? He's like, did you see the grosses for Gandhi too? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Which, there is no Gandhi too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so they get kind of everything back on track a little bit, right? I mean, this is where, you know, they're trying to get things back on track, but Joe and um, Anna are kind of doing their thing and... Um, yeah, I mean, there's, they got to come up with where the money is. So he's calling, you know, his guy from that. He's like, oh yeah, does, uh, he calls the finance guy and he's like, we yeah, need it. Do, yeah. Do, and that the, just gets left hanging, right? Yeah. A little bit later on. And, but <laughs> there's so many pretentious lines, but they're so funny. Like, so how are you getting along with these fine people? And he says like dykes and dogs, which is, <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Um, I I don't know. I didn't. He's really track he's that. saying that they like to have dogs as pets. Oh, that's pretty mean. But it was just the way he delivered it. That I thought is was very hilarious. mean. <laughs> well, well, yeah, it's now, not supposed to be nice. And, and you know the the whole thing is you know tension and release, tension and release because the movie's on track, the movie's off track, the yeah. movie's on track. Right? This is all got to be true. 
Yeah. And then we cut to poor Carla coming into the room, seducing Bob. Um, and then, you know, going through all those lines you talked about and bourbon and milk. And then he looks at her and says, how old are you? And she just stares at him and doesn't answer. You think she's seducing Bob? She's bringing him the sandwich. She's saying she's she doing likes her job, man. bourbon and she's milk. Gotta... She's yeah. saying, let's go up on the roof. She's saying, he says, isn't that dangerous? He says, not if you have something to hold on to. And the thing is, though, you'd think that that'd be the case for somebody who's trying to get in the movie. And she, and that's the thing, you know. She's just got a crush on the biggest they grossing put... movie star in America. <sighs> He's Tom Cruise, man. Yeah. Before yeah. before the Oprah and they show. put you know they put flyers up for for extras, but people don't seem to be losing their minds over the movie, you know, to the point where like those two locals are just kind of walking around talking. Well, those pro- guys don't care about, about anything about, about yeah. when they're next talking their next meal and so, when they're gonna bitch and, about. And again, that's fascinating to me. I think the movie's cool in that way. It's not like everybody's freaking out. It's almost more interesting that they're not, and the movie's freaking out within. You know, most people are just kind of going about their daily lives. You know, some people seem like they want to be in the movie at some point, but Julia Stiles' character does not. You no, know? she she just has a crush on the movie star. Yeah. Um, and so, meanwhile, Joe and Anna are doing their little, I don't know, what do you call this little moment? There should be Burt Bacharach, like, around their little, hey, <laughs> let's parade over here and it's, his glasses break and well each one each one is its own meat cute almost it, right right each and, time. but it builds and gets better each time and you're just like by the end you're just like if those two don't get together so something is wrong in the world i i don't think they can get together oh yeah they i think they're together. she is a ghost oh hear me out oh sixth sense huh hear me out okay she is a ghost all right and doug can see her because doug's insane <laughs> and and all the townspeople can see I think she's a, I think everybody in the town knows she's a ghost everybody Doug, sees her everybody like nobody in the movie and they can all see her. call her Annie she's a ghost you, she's a ghost she's not real so she's only so, a few people she's can see so her. perfect of so perfect of a yeah. person that any nah. <laughs> she can't I, I just, be real. There's something supernatural about her. I just I think she's it, it was, it's her emotionless delivery. It was fun for me to to think that she was a ghost, like she was dead, and <laughs> she. I don't I don't know what to say about that. There, but the, it, there's not a lot of chemistry to me. Like he's so uptight between and her just, and Hoffman. Yeah, not oh, really. Oh, I felt that. Oh, I, I, I mean, disagree. yeah, no, I felt that in, in all of. Not in the sexual way, really. More of the intellectual way, where they definitely connected, but it wasn't like hot and heavy. So, they kiss. If you're looking for like a hot, you know, sex movie, this is not it. No, and and, and unless you and, like, and spoiler alert, Sarah rape. does not show her breasts in this movie. Well, they find a clever way to, to get show, around it, which is phenomenal. They do show her back as well as another young lady's back. That's about all we get. Well, what uh, what. My favorite scene in the movie and what uh, leads me to my clip is uh, what I think is, I think, uh, a real Hollywood moment. Okay. And I'm paying homage. And I don't have it. I see you're looking at me like, and and so. I'm paying homage to David Paymer right now because. um, Nice. There's so many good lines in this movie and I I hope people watch it. And, you know, let us know the line you think is the worst. Uh, A little independent podcast at gmail.com is the website or is the email. Um, But. 
it's it's him confronting Sarah Jessica Parker about the nude scene. And um, it, it's just, it's so nasty. And I mean, you have to see him when he looks at her and some of the things he says about her and to her. Yeah. She is nothing to him. Property, currency. Yeah. And it, it's just in service of getting the best product for the least money. Yeah. And it's so it's cutthroat. His... So it's... It's That's not the his... full scene, so I do cut it off okay. um, before a certain part. But um, uh, I just, I, I, I loved, I love, love, love the scene of David Paymer uh, confronting Sarah Jessica Parker about not doing the nude scene. Let me tell you something. Wally, he's a pussycat. My thing is to see everybody does what they said they would, and I got to do that. Now, what is this? You want $800,000 to do what you're being paid to? You already signed you do? What is that? I think I should talk to my agent, Marty. You and I should, we should really not... Who is her agent? Mitch Cohen. He's, Get him on the phone. He's on the island. He'll be back on... Get him on the phone. I want you to hear this. It's ringing. I really think that business matters should be discussed between... Well, I'm going to discuss them between you, babe, because it's your idea. And you think you're going to sign to do a job and hold us up in the wild, sweetheart? You are in error. He's on the phone. Thank you. Mitch, this is Marty Ross, and I'm here in, uh, I'm somewhere in the, I'm on location, eh? Well, I'm going to solve it here. This bimbo you sent me is going to be doing a donkey act on public access television. Hi. Her tits, her tits, her tits, her tits, her tits. <laughs> that she signed in her contract. We hired her because of 10 years at the actor's studio, the way she played Medea. Her last two pictures laid there on the screen like my first wife. You have no rights. Cool, babe, you started this. What's the... Where have you been? No, you tell me. You tell me now. I got a shoot on Wednesday. I will not pay your blood money. And P.S. Pal, I put the word out on the street, and Betty Boop can look for work in Squiggle Vision. Sit down. Squiggle Vision. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah. It's ruthless. Yep. The intense lawyer. Yeah. And uh, it, it gets worse from there, and it's so degrading to her. But Philip Seymour Hoffman's character stands up for her, and, and that's a really sweet part of Which it. Which sets up the next scene. Yeah, and and holy shit. Yeah. So inexorably, or no, inexplicably, sorry. Um, <laughs> shit, she ends up in his room, like, looking to bang. With with her top off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and she, lo- she's, she loves Jewish men. And unbeknownst to us. Because, you know... Um, they're trying to get a typist for Joe because he hurt his his finger with you, a hook. You know what you got there? You got a yeah. fish hook in your finger. I'm pretty proud of you or something. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, exactly. yeah, yeah, Jerry Lundegaard here. <laughs> she could have delivered the lines that way too. Yeah, I know. And it it's it's crazy. And then it's a madcap situation because the typist happens to be Annie. Yeah. And by this point, at least I'm feeling you you may not have sounds like, but they really like each other. And oh no, I get that. It's just it's not like the, the chemistry then, off the off the yeah, charts. Like she comes knocking at the door. Well, I I I felt it. I felt it right from the beginning between those two. Really? That's oh yeah. That's why I was shocked when she said, "I'm leaving, Doug." Now, granted, he's really? the fucking worst. But to like uproot everything for the guy that she just met, who they seem to have similar interests, that seemed bizarre to me. And maybe I was listening. I was looking too hard into her character. Well, but she she seemed like she's really had set. His, and she had his again, play on her shelf. She was a ghost and wasn't real, so it didn't matter. You always pick somebody you don't like in a movie. This is the one, and then you now just, she just you just me. give it to him. You just tear him up. 
<laughs> tear him down. I'm not tearing anybody down. She's it, it a was, horrible person. It, it was bizarre. Remember to most me. beautiful island? That's how you started off. She's a horrible person. It, since we're going back to the ketchup, the calendar ketchup challenge. Oh man, it's that, be that was a, that was a wrong. beautiful defeat by me. I admit it, but well, then I'm due. I fought I'm to due, the death baby. on that. So that's a point. That's why eyewitnesses are not reliable because <laughs> two, here's two guys that watched the same movie and yeah. fought. <laughs> fought to the death there that they yeah. were both right and and we weren't well anna going to joe's room and i'm like holy shit all right she's yeah. gonna walk in on this oh yeah and when sarah jessica parker's character wasn't there i was like what that was hilarious she did and yeah. i'm thinking and then he keeps stopping her going to the bathroom yeah, yeah so where was she she was in the closet there there's no way yeah, because he slammed the door shut on the. So she goes into the bathroom to to fill the water, the flower vase. That's the one thing where she doesn't look. And uh, she wasn't right. in the bathroom. Okay. And then he she opens the closet and then he slams the door shut. So yeah. she was in the closet. Yeah. Because she leaves, then she pulls the the fish lure out of her uh, yeah. pocket, which she goes back to give to him as a souvenir. Does not knock. Comes walking right in. There's Sarah Jessica, buck naked. And uh, he's standing there trying to come up with lines yeah. of why. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was giving her a massage. No, we we were reading. And she just casually. Reading just, the script. Hey, sorry. Yeah, script notes. Haven't you she's, ever heard of. And that was a weird one. She's like, just, yeah. I'll believe it if you will. She's just trying to get him to come up with yeah. a line because she just left yeah. her fiance. And so, yeah, it's, everything progresses kind of fast because leaving Doug puts him into a tailspin. Oh, yeah. Doug was not happy with this movie to start with, but now he right. is very angry. Yeah. And looking for something. Really good writing. is given yeah. to him very much so. And so this is like he's... <laughs> Via the pothole. He's looking for 3% of the gross profits because he's found some, you oh, know... Yeah, earlier on he was. Now he was. somewhere, blah, blah, blah. He's trying to shake people down. And, and I, yeah, I mean, he goes to shake down uh, Marty... And um, it's like, okay, well, you don't see. Yeah, he's asking Marty for something, and then it cuts to something else. Yeah. And you don't hear what his reply is, and it's a terribly racist reply. <laughs> and it's like, well, okay, it didn't work out for him, so now he's doubly mad. Doug is really, really mad and wants to harm this movie somehow. Well, yeah, he the, the movie has ruined his life. It's taken away his fiance. It's destroying the town, um, and they're not making any, you know, they yeah. should be compensated for it. Yep. Yep. And he's probably right. You know, the mayor was starstruck. Everybody's starstruck. They're... Yeah. Well, it's, it's you know, yeah. he, he lost his fiance. That doesn't have anything to do true. with the movie. And at this point, they, I like the, the fact that Joe and Anna are now like working, you know, the story again, and they're trying to figure it out. And the scene where he realizes it's about purity, it kind of bugged me because it seemed a little forced. But I realized that he acts so hard, his face was red. Hoffman? Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but it was, I'm like, he is acting the shit out of this right now. Like, look how red his face is. <laughs> she was asleep at that point. But, I mean, I said that out loud. And I was like, oh, all right. Didn't you tell her in the beginning that I was oh, pulling I did, for I her to, to, and to, she's like, to stay oh, awake I for the whole thing? Like, she stayed awake for a good, a good amount yeah. of time. I didn't know she had seen it before. 
Loves it. So. Lo- loves this movie. I- again, this is like two in a row. Well, I- I've, you know, I've upset her many a time. So. No, it's not been <laughs> lately. This up is for no it. fun. So pick something more fucked up next time. Please. Please, please, please. Um, the t-shirt scene uh, you told me about, I think, is is pretty funny. The, the you know, and I I understand that this happens on movie sets where like incidents happen and they'll make t-shirts for for about it. And it's a that's yeah, so that money must, well spent, right? That's a, a thing. On yeah, a film yeah. production. This company has no money, but they have a t-shirt that says, "Does it have to be an old mill?" Yeah, <laughs> it, and especially now with t-shirts are so easy to have made. You I know, guess. you just type it type. Type what you want on a shirt and yeah. do a thing, and, and it's in the mail. Yep. And uh, Walt, he does not like that shirt. No. no. As you say, take that, yeah, take take that, that fucking, fucking shirt, shirt off or something. Right now. And, and she does. Off it comes. Off it comes. Hollywood. And now our next challenge with Claire is that she is leaving the movie. And I didn't understand why she was leaving the movie, but she is leaving the movie. And yeah, well, love... after the, all America is going to draw her tits. Oh yeah, that, that I mean that yeah. was enough. That's right. Yeah, was, she was on and, her way out. And Walt's like on the phone. Again, this guy's smoothest motherfucker ever <laughs> on the phone. He's trying to trying to keep her. I mean, he's saying pr- like profound stuff, yeah. and she's listening. And her whole thing was being treated like a child. And I'm not, you know, I'm a person because she tries to defend herself to Marty, but again, I think very true. You have actresses who. You know, uh, forever, you know, that that was their challenge and that yeah. they felt, you know, that they had no say or agency. Um, and so there's a lot of different mixed messages in this because, you know, when Alec Baldwin's character, um, you know, pushes us towards the end of the film, you know, it's like, that's probably real too. Well, I don't sad, know. Sad, if, sad, sad. Yeah. So right after, now you're, you're with, um, so we'll say Sarah Jessica, but you know we had that scene between where Anne can't the confrontation of Anne walk back in with Sarah Jessica in there, right? And then so she's already back in the movie. She's already come back, isn't that correct? Who Sarah Jessica? Because she's in his room because she's he stood up for oh, her. Oh no, but she no she yeah she's I thought she was leave. When did she leave the movie? Yeah, we've turned, we've kind of twisted around a little bit because huh. I've got um, Carla leaving Bob's room after um, oh, Annie weird. left his room, and then he gives her a little kiss, and that's where we're leading into. Well, they they all fig- that they figure out that they don't have to do the nude scene. It's about purity, and it's about you know, um, and so everybody's happy. Everybody's back. Um, everybody's happy. They figured out it's purity, and you know Walt. Either doesn't he get her to stay? Yeah, yeah. He, he you're, gets you're, her to stay. Yeah, you're. I was just. I was a little behind you on my notes here. I. I just had and the. Uh... We don't have notes. This is. We're just talking, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, we're good. And, I was just trying to bring us back to the the Sherry and Marty wallpaper scene in the house. You know, for the because Sherry Sherry meets Marty for the first time, and that's where she takes him in and. She she gives that. Oh, the mayor's wife. Yeah, and she's oh, given the injunction was... to the lady that doesn't can't get the wallpaper there in time because. Oh right, right, right. You know, ordinary. Yeah, all this stuff is happening, and it's like it's it's, it's rapid fire. It's insane. Yeah. So forgive so, us because this is this is actually the way the movie goes. The way we're trying to everything <laughs> keep is, up with it. Everything is fine 
and um, you know they're fixing things. And I love Marty. Like the writer is the villain all the time. Now he's he's the Joe's the hero. And, uh, you know, all seems great. Joe's, it, he's going to get him a gift, like get him some maple syrup or something, which yeah. I thought was hilarious. Yeah. And yeah. an associate producer credit. Yeah. Cause they saw, you know, everything's been solved now. She's, she's yep. coming back and she's so comfortable with that. They show her reaction, yep. his, his reaction to yeah. her. Yeah. So they figure out again, the reason for the nudity at the end is the funniest shit ever. But now we have... I think the funniest scene in the movie <laughs> where who's so, talking? I forget who's talking when the car accident happens. So, so that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, there's a station wagon in the background that hits the pothole at yeah. such with such force and severity that causes the car to go crashing out of control yeah. and flip onto its top yeah and hoffman's there writing in his notebook a line he just heard from the from the two oh, yeah, locals yeah, you know our two boy making, our two romeos making the same mistake twice or something yeah, exactly yeah. right exactly right what movie is that from exactly i don't know oh. Oh. wade know. dalton ladies and gentlemen oh wow wow ain't exactly right he ain't exactly right you still haven't said it roadhouse yes hmm. Say it with confidence. Roadhouse. Like you knew it all I, along. I, I, I felt kind of confident. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we find out that Alec Baldwin's character, Bob, while driving a minor, um, hit the pothole, and it causes the car to flip like disastrously. Yeah, the car onto is its, upside down. It's on fire. They emerge. His head is bleeding. She emerges holding her wrist. And, and her head, head is bleeding. Yeah. So I was that terrible. I'm like, well, pan you, job in the car situation. You know this what the kicker is? You got a cigarette? Oh, never mind. Yeah, no, I know. It, it, that was like, wow. That was, and he delivered it so egotistically, so perfectly. Yeah. And so she's like in shock from yeah. a major car accident. Yeah. She's got a concussion, yeah. a broken arm. She's, He's like, you got to leave. You got to yeah. leave right now. You got to jo- leave. Joe is the one who runs to the rescue to pull him, Bob, out. So they're like, yeah, you got to go. And then in true, just away they go. Flee the scene of an accident. Yeah. She goes in one direction yeah. and he goes and in the other. And she stumbles. Do you see? She's like stumbling She's got a away. concussion. Yeah. And it's so fucked up. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool at all. And now... You have a, a, a police officer who inexorably shows up to oh, I love the hotel. Guy. He's he. I looked up his his filmography, and he was in like all Mammoth movies. I mean, just one after yeah. another. It, it's pretty credible to me. He seemed like just a real cop, yeah. just playing that role. Yeah. But then I looked and saw he was in all those other Mammoth movies. But um, he's he's perfect for yeah. this role. And they again nauseatingly. <laughs> Like, need a moment. Let's get our story straight. And the story, you you know, across the board is that she was not in the car. Yeah. he He's there to um, speak to Mr. Behringer. Yeah. And he keeps trying to force his way in. They keep, sh- they keep yeah. trying to get away from him to come up with a story. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's not 
for what you think because he's giving him a ticket, right? For, yeah, yeah. And it was beautifully damaging set up. public property. He's like, I hate to do this to you. And they show so him reaching sorry. for his handcuffs. Yeah. But then he actually grabs the ticket yeah. pad. And he has, I thought that was, I thought there were, that was some serious shit. Yeah. Like he was, he was oh, yeah. going in. Yeah. And, I mean, they, you know, it they, gets there. They've been setting that up the whole movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, r- romance is, is currently blossoming with Anne and Joe as she, uh, reveals she wants to revive the Waterford Sentinel, right? Which is the paper, which is a quaint little. Yep. And again, she's not real. She's a ghost. So that's a dead paper, right? And she wants to reenact and bring back to life. Yeah. So th- this is a big turning point um, for me, a turn point in the movie. So it's all, a, purity is what I have going through this whole thing. So the writer, Joe, solves the purity issue in the script. And then as soon as he does that, he becomes a witness to the accident. And when he becomes the act- ex- witness, hello, witness to the accident. Has to be your bull. Yeah. Then it ter- it's going to end up turning into a purity issue for him. Yeah. So he solved the script one, and now it's a personal purity issue yeah, for the rest of like, the movie. And, there, there's just, and I just thought that was like, so cool the way he wrote that. One thing goes right. Another yeah. thing goes wrong. One thing goes right. But it's the same same topic, purity. Yeah. Or thou shalt belt no, bear no false witness. Is that what it said in the Yeah, Sentinel? that's what she yeah. said on the top. She shows them in the paper, yeah. And um, so you, you have a, a kind of significant uh, uh, challenge here with um, Doug at the bar. Oh, stupid. What am I saying? <laughs> a significant challenge here with Doug at the bar. He's drunk. Yes. He's he's pouring him down. Drunk. And and who's sitting next to him? But the husband of the wife that's in labor. The guy oh, yeah, that is completely right. disgruntled yeah, about the movie. Yeah. And so he's he hates the movie. And he's sitting next to Doug the prosecutor who just lost his fiance because of the movie. Yeah. So he hates the movie. And he's like, All I need is a witness. And he's like, What do you mean? A witness other than Yeah. yeah. He goes, There's a witness? He, he says, Yeah, somebody, the writer saw the whole yeah. thing. That's right. And he's like, now that's what I'm talking he, about. He heard like three people had head wounds and... That was the doc, yeah, you know, the doc like, picking glass right, out. And he's trying to piece this together because he, he's got an angle and he wants to use it. Yeah. So now he, he just, his gun is loaded. He's got all, he's got his witness yeah. and uh, he's calling the state police and now, he's calling the, the mayor. The cinematographer breaks the stained glass, by the way. Yeah. It never comes up again. With that... Uh, I want to say it was a shuffleboard disc off the top of the yeah, fireplace. I mean, but it, you know, th- they said it was the most valuable thing in town, but it never comes up. Uh, oh yeah, after he other but than I love the glass, when Doug drags everybody back to the hotel, and Julia Stiles is denying everything, and the father, the father, goddamn, I, he's a forgiven son of a bitch. That guy. Like, I'm sure it's all misunderstand. Like, no fucking way. Well, he's clueless. And she's got a, like you said, broken wrist maybe at this point. She's got a cat. Like, yeah. still cut. Like, on her, she's concussed. She's not okay. <laughs> Wake up, Dad. Jesus, God. You little, yeah. You're and li- so you- it's it's going, and this is perfect movie making. It's going perfectly. Everybody's denying. And it's, you know, it doesn't yeah. feel good. But you're kind of like, all right, they got away with it. And at the last minute, comedy timing, they get out into the hall, and Sarah Jessica Parker's character comes storming out of Bob's room. She's half naked. Says something about like I can't come because you, you call treat me, a child me like or a child. She said that 
three different times in the movie. That was a her, an ongoing thing oh for God. her. Like she was being treated like a child and yeah. not getting respect. Yeah. And that was a stunner. And again, he yeah. comes, you know, trundling out. Right in front of everybody. Yeah. That's why I can't come. Yeah. It was just like, because you treat me like a child. I was like, oh my God, she just said that. She storms off and he gets in the hallway and has this like, what? Yeah. And then Julia Stiles is like, he groped me or he, he was, took advantage yeah. of me. And then it all bets right at off, him. Yeah. And all hell breaks loose now. Yep. And, you know, I mean, Walt is, again, just coming to rescue. I mean, now this is a full alarm, like we've got an arrested star. Um, and once it comes to light that, you know, Joe or well, Walt takes Joe and he over aside and he's like, listen, she wasn't in the car. I've got a five picture deal with this, you know, you yeah. write this one, you direct the next one. Like, yeah. Like you're going to play ball and he is, he's going to play ball. Yeah, they, right. I mean, got a prosecutor is just trying to make a name for himself. You need to, to be on our team. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then he's got Annie telling him he's got to, he's got to tell the yeah, truth. But he's got to what, say what happened. What's with the first courtroom scene? It was a fake. Annie set that up. Yeah. Wait, Annie set that up? Yep, she sure did. With her actors from the well, why? amateur thing. Well, to see what she says a, to him to is if she, he's I, a phony? he needed a trial run. He, or no, you, I, I thought you needed to get it out of your system. Holy shit. She tells him that, yeah. Not to that, that, I thought, yeah. I just, I went with it. Holy fuck. Yeah. You know what? No, well, I thought that they. It, it, it's all tough to catch him the first time through. You got to no, watch it a few times. I thought William H. Macy set that up to get him to do it and then leave. No. No, she With set it clear, up, cause, and she tells shit. him when she's sitting there on that steps that I'm an idiot. I thought, <laughs> Christ, <laughs> this is real. That's that's tremendous. What if, what if that's you, tremendous? And, you, and you're gonna are you gonna say that next week when when the chalkboard comes out to be to Wednesday, not Tuesday? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That words ain't ain't even been invented yet. Darn, I screwed it up. <laughs> so Walt again, it, so smooth. We have what now I know is a fake courthouse, and he goes to yeah. the train station to leave, and the real judge shows up. He overhears, right? He's just like, well, yeah. The one guy tells hey, him judge. that you know, oh, we, no, we courthouse, courthouse burned down in 1960, along with everything it, yeah. else, and, yeah. the, and the teenager that was running around yeah. town burning everything down. Yeah, holy shit. And then he's like, and then and then to further confirm it, the judge gets off with his golf clubs. Yeah. He's like, I'm here to take here, a deposition take a, from somebody. He's like, yeah. and he's like, well, I just gave my deposition. Obviously, it was fake. This is the real judge. Yeah. And then he, and the way he steps off the train as it's leaving, that was just beautiful. Yeah. He, and the the uh, suave gentleman behind him is John Krasinski. So there you go. Yeah, I that's who I was talking about in the role. beginning. Yeah. yeah. Who is in what? Uh, best probably best known for The Office. That's uh, it. Quiet place. Okay, yeah. The Office. Yep, that's where I know him. From. A lot, a lot of things, and I, that's amazing. And then he Anne, doesn't have a line, but he's in yeah. the movie twice. And then yeah. Anne is just there again, because she's a ghost. Well, the bookstore will run itself. People will just leave the money in a in the on know, the counter I'm, there. I'm saying that you might have a case <laughs> that she is a corporeal being, you know, interacting with that everyone, everyone can see being. Uh, I love the fact that Doctor Katz. Brings eight hundred thousand dollars to them. Do you know? <laughs> do you know who Doctor Katz is? No. That, that that was a TV show back on Cartoon Network or something. Doctor Katz. Oh, it's kind of a crudely drawn, and he's yeah, just his my deadpan. mind was racing. Like that was his character name. Oh yeah, hilarious. 
And so uh, this eight hundred thousand dollars is mysteriously, you know, they pull it yeah. together. Nobody like told them to call off the dogs on that. Right, right. So here you have some heightening, a little bit. So, so I'll, I'll, you know, all hell is broken loose. But then all of a sudden, this this duffel bag of eight hundred thousand dollars shows up, and uh, uh, good old Marty um, is going to go deliver. Does that Joe? Well. We kind of no, jumped Marty, ahead a little bit, didn't Marty, there, didn't we? Marty uh, decides, well, because, you know, we have we have Alec Baldwin's character uh, officially going to be prosecuted for this, and uh, Doug is using this as his platform, so he's about to hop on to the old, uh, uh, the old press conference train, and I love that scene. He's getting ready for the press conference. You think it's real, and he's just sweating, 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 sweating. <laughs> he's got toilet paper stuck like... <laughs> on his forehead. I thought it was live yeah. until they went in there and then you find out he's rehearsing. That so he's going to be live in a few minutes. He's about to do his thing, and he's like, "All right, you know, we're uh, we're 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 doing this. Uh, we're going to be uh, bringing down the hammer on him." And he goes to the bathroom to <laughs> wipe take off a the shower sweat. or something. Yeah, yeah. Marty <laughs> shows up with this bag and he, he he says it just stone fucking cold like yeah it's not my duffel bag it's your duffel bag well what's in it well it must be yours what's in it or whatever yeah he, yeah, he just smirks at him and yep. you know you know says hey. so at this moment if you can remember when you first saw the movie what did you think was going to happen from here oh god see the first time i saw it was a long long time ago um i because i knew what was going to happen with the money when I watched it just recently. So. But can you remember the first... No, I can't. What I, did you I, think? I was curious. I, I had a question. I didn't know. I mean, the the, the payoff makes perfect sense. It, it does, but a part of me was like, up, oh, he might not take it. Marty just might skip town. And, and... and I looked, and it felt like, okay, the movie can be over at this point. And, and some people may be saying this about the podcast right now, but if you're still with us, we love you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> We love you, and we think you're in it because we do what we do. Can't get enough of your love, baby. But he does. He flips. because And Joe, I love this, because Joe is ready to do the right thing, well, which is good for him. He's and, you know gets to have this. And, of course, Mammoth did foreshadow it earlier that he wanted to run for Congress. Yeah. You know, so everything's been Well, be- I mean, but you d- know, weren't they up. saying, like, you can make your career on a case like this? So wouldn't he equally benefit if he right. and, prosecuted and, a huge star but his goal as he was telling so me earlier on was so to, to move yeah. up to to congress and, and you this want, gives them the money to run the, you want, and you want the clout of hollywood you want somebody in hollywood owe you a favor yeah maybe maybe, maybe. and i love you know joe thinks he's going to go to jail and he's freaking out and and you know has a cute little i'll knit you a jumpsuit Oh, that was funny. Again, ghost. Nobody he heard goes, it. It may be a long it. time. Yeah. But what did you think of that kiss? Oh, I didn't give it a thought. Should I have? It was terribly awkward. So, it, the, the... <laughs> I mean, we need film right like, now because like it, it Ryan's was... demonstrating on the mic. I, this is not for them. This is all no, for you. Did you? Did you? It's know you, <laughs> It's always been for you, but it, it's a terrible. Go back and I'll I'll go back and watch for the the whiteboard. But go back and watch that kiss, and look how terribly unattracted it is, 
and how just uh, just they kissed a couple of times right no there's just i I only saw one at at the end you know the build up towards the end well they did the one zero right before the cop breaks them up i oh they they, no they tried to and then like a dog you know oh the dalmatian jumps between them you know warehouse um but yeah yeah it it wasn't uh from here to eternity i'll I'll give you that so the the it wraps up you know on the set of the movie and it's filming and and i love you know they they seem to film a, a whole big scene and it's you know in a you, you see it's a period piece it's the 1800s yeah it's uh it's a a, and, a fire based a, a firefighting based film and then when Jess, when sarah jessica shows up in uniform in the movie in her outfit i was shocked yeah she's a nun i had no idea she's a nun and then cuz the whole fight all of it made was sense about, it was hilarious about her breast being Not born her. yeah and and even earlier when you see a couple of storyboards there's like a graphic sex scene oh yeah kaboom yeah, yeah and then, with her and, and i noted like a fireman's helmet and i was like what the what the hell's with that is it a time travel so it seems to be well he's a fireman and they in the they've movie. changed the the title of the film to uh the fires of home <laughs> So but it, a nun, what the it hell? It ends on a big lap. Like I didn't get that at all. That was funny. And it kind of pans out, and I think it's kind of cool. You you see what looks like a little village, you know, in the late eighteen hundreds or whatever. Right. And it pans out, and it's just right there on the street of of this town, and uh, it, it it fades out to the sign on the wall. Dot com that says uh, Stefan P. Bazumercom. With the, and so they did have the dot in there. Con- oh, was it? I didn't see yeah, the dot. The, so that made it bazoomer.com, and they got their money for the product placement, which was pretty significant. Oh, what, what was that noise there, yep, Ryan? I thought I... Uh, we, each, we each had a phone yeah, faux we pas. Sure we sure did. In, a, in our podcast. I know. But we're at least we're equal. You know, we take turns here. Yes, I know. Turnabout's fair I know, play. I know. <laughs> and... All right, so another funny line too that comes in the credits is uh, where they say get the get the however many like a truckload of donuts for the Teamsters. Yeah, that's pretty. You know, the Teamsters are the drivers for the for all the Hollywood people. Um, that's the uh, yep. Uh, what do you call it? Um, oh my God, my word! Use your words, Todd. Uh, the Teamsters, they're they're the, the union. Uh, union. Yeah. God, thank you. Yeah. I kept on to say, you know, they're not a gang, they're a union. Well, this uh, this was a super, super fun movie. And, um, you know, the the symbolism of state in Maine, that's where he crashed the the car of the streets. So they literally do have a state in Maine street. Yeah, they do. I got yeah. that right here. And um, echoing in the small community portrayed in the film, uh, the state in Maine movie production and its many high-profile stars caused quite a stir in Manchester by the Sea, Massachusetts, like you said, it was filmed in Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, the majority of it was filmed in 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 that town, and then there was probably five other yeah. little towns that they used different things for. Yeah. Um. At the, it, so you have to watch all the way to the very end of the credits, and if you watch to the very end of the credits, you will get only two animals were harmed during the filming of this motion picture in a rectangle box, which yep. is hilarious. And then immediately underneath it, it's redacted by the um, American Humane Association, um, where they give the typical no animals, you know, like actually no animals were harmed during this movie and give the normal yeah. one that they put. So 
that was kind of funny. And then the Teamsters joke was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then you get the thing about a complete list of associate producers that you can write in for. <laughs> so, but you got to wait. You got to go all the way to the end of the credits to uh, to actually yeah. read that. All right. Well, uh, we'll end as we do with reviews. Um, well. You are like secretariat at the Belmont right now, looking at the watch going, my God, we are we are running long, so go, my brother. All right. Well, <laughs> we love all of you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, a, we'll start with the one out of ten. And um, such a horrible film, it made me itch. To each their own taste. I just ponder about the viewer that finds this movie A, funny, B, witty, C, entertaining. This movie has many, many ponderables. One does not need to know a movie insider to... Sorry. One does not need to be a movie insider to get the jokes. They are bad, bad jokes at face value. The tepid dialogue and delivery and subplots are so horribly done, it really did make me physically itch. My wife is from small town Vermont which is what caught my eye in the trailer. I wish the cast would have kept filming Old Mill in New Hampshire, and I would have not watched it. My wife is a smart one. She quit watching five minutes after opening credits. I don't care what Mammoth has done in the past or done in the future. This film is a bomb. As they say in Vermont, jeez, I'm crow. That film stinks like fresh calf turd. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't... The movie's funny. I don't... Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, we end as we do with our 10 out of 10 and it's entitled Excellent Dialogue I've seen some comments on this site that gave State and Maine a modified yawn rating perhaps the dialogue flies too fast for some view- viewers I love movies that assume the audience is smart and not just looking for spoon fed entertainment in this one Mamet does just that the talk is anything but cheap what is almost as important as what is not said the acting is great. The trite Hollywood invades storyline. The trite Hollywood invades storyline needs to be trite. Its intrinsic falseness evolves into one of the script's most finely developed characters. I'm not a blind fan of any and everything mammoth, although one of my finest childhood memories is of being dragged to New York to see Al Pacino on Broadway in American Buffalo. However, State <laughs> Maine provides what Spalding Gray would describe as a quote perfect moment, end quote. Mamet reveals something of himself in a story that shows some genuinely sad stuff, but remains totally high hilarious. It's even got sex and explosions. In a word, it's fun. Well, there you go. Those two guys should be roommates. And sex they could be and explosions. Couple. In a word, it's fun. Yeah, well... It's two words. I don't know. Explosions? But for that individual, sex and explosions, Fun. it's michael bay who wrote that well um we always thank everybody uh for listening uh if you have any thoughts movies you'd like us to ever uh take a look at if you are a filmmaker send us your film um you know we don't like the dirty ones though so we'll just send those to todd to screen before he sends them to me because you know i'm sensitive Uh, a little independent podcast at gmail.com is the email address (laughs) Yeah, I I usually don't, you know, have to explain why I'm watching a certain movie to anyone while I'm watching it, you know, like you would have to if if it was to, uh, you know, what does she say? Oh, this is a porn, isn't it? (laughs) Is this a porn? No, 
Nope, nope. <laughs> you can send me the dirty ones yeah. just as well. We, we could, yeah. We'll, how about we watch them together? <laughs> no. <laughs> how about not? <laughs> <laughs> but Todd, oh, I feel I feel Sicilian right now. Sicilian. Yeah. Why is that? Because the island of Sicily is where the mighty town of we will always have. Montidoro. Jesus. Holy Don't ask shit. You where that came from. <laughs> I, I'm glad I, I rolled with that. Yeah. Well, you you always, we roll, we tend to roll with each other with all the stupid shit, shit we say. Nice. Uh, that nice. just popped it. Yeah. There you go. Who are those guys?